What is good, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 15 of your mom's favorite threesome, and we are recapping the holiday weekend of sports. Before we get into that, let me introduce the fellas. What's up, guys? What's up, man? How you doing? What's good, up? Good, man. Good. You guys have a nice uh, Christmas? Yeah, it was good, man. How was yours? I can't complain other than um, I was sick all weekend, so that kind of put a damper on things. But it yeah, gave me an excuse to uh, post up and watch a lot of sports, and that's exactly what I did. So, Perfect. What about you guys? Anything uh, in particular you guys? <sighs> Just hung out with uh, my girl and her family. Um, saw some Christmas lights, opened some gifts, ate some food. Nothing too crazy. Sam? I was hungover. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That's, that's all I have to hear. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, I... Uh, like I said, I, I was sick, and that was kind of a bummer because I, I didn't know exactly um, how how to go about things. You know, I, I don't want to be around a bunch of people getting them sick either. But I got tested, came back, I was fine. Um, but yeah, that's what it said. It just say negative. It said you were fine. It said you good, dog. <laughs> and I was like hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so no, I I, I was uh, I was careful about things, but. Ultimately, I was able to make the rounds and um, watch a lot of sports. So that's a pretty good Christmas to me. Um, but right before, uh, on our last episode, we had a little, um, oh, what, what am I trying to say? Uh, a movie draft? Well, draft, I guess, yeah, that's the best way to say it. So we're going to get into this right off the we bat. We had a movie huh? draft. Well, I think when you have maybe the biggest landslide in maybe movie draft history, you got to mention hey, it. I so. had some people vote for me. Yeah, there were a few yeah, that voted for me. There, there were some people that yeah. voted for me. There were some people that felt sorry for you guys. Yeah. I agree. Look, and, um, I mean, your friends are your friends. <laughs> I mean, no. Unfortunately, I had a lot of people I know that also <laughs> voted for it. Look, clearly, there was three movies that Preston had that obviously touched – with a lot of people. Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation is the biggest one to me. Christmas Story, everybody watches. It's on 24 hours a day yeah, on Christmas. 100%. Right. And then there's Elf. Elf, yeah, that's a big one. Elf I, is the win. I have a lot of things to say about Elf. <laughs> I might get into it. Oh, boy. Uh, but those are the reasons why. They're the ones that hit home. Those are the ones that hit home for Preston. I mean, I love Gremlins. And, and, and it's, it's also one of those things, too, where it's like I picked my favorite movies for Christmas. I wasn't trying to be like politically well, correct, I, I guess. And I just, sure, I just, don't, I just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. if I would have known that the crowd was going to be like that, I clearly would have taken Love Actually at some point. <laughs> uh, I took Scrooge and Die Hard. That two right there should have really tested. Die Hard, I thought, was going to be a good one. I thought for, Die Hard would be, that would, would be really a killer one. But you picked top, like but. a lot of like gritty action. We, they're yeah, all, and they're all movies. They're, they're all Christmas-based Christmas movies, movies yeah. 100%. But yeah. it's not like that hard is more of like I'm about to put lead in your ass, not like I'm going to open gifts on Christmas-type movies. So. I think my favorite <laughs> response that I got back from someone was, well, definitely not Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, eh? Well, yeah, so that. that's that puts too funny. between you and me, Antoine, but <laughs> yeah, whoever, definitely not Sam. Yeah, whoever put that, <laughs> we have some we have some words I guess <laughs> to talk about. But, but no, it's you know obviously I thought all of ours. I didn't get someone who asked me. They I actually had a couple multiple people who said they didn't know Luke who's talking now was a Christmas movie. When, it is. I'm right? not, I'm it's not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. It took me a minute to actually when you said it. I was like. 
is it? And then I thought about it, yeah. and I was like, yeah, it is. It is, I, for sure. Oh, I, have, well, I haven't seen it in forever, so I couldn't remember. Oh, but uh, It's a Christmas-based movie. Yeah, like. which, I mean, most of these are. I think the one person I thought, uh, they were like, told me, they said, I liked your list up until you said Batman Returns. And I was like, that is actually <laughs> technically a Christmas movie. Yeah. It says it's based in Christmas, but hey, what it, it is what it is. Preston got his. Uh, we will have another one in a couple weeks. It's going to be a fire one. Yeah, we are going to do a Denzel Washington movie draft. So be prepared for that. I don't no, think that, Preston that's watches gonna, that's enough Denzel movies. Child, child please. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 you saw my movie collection. I think I've owned, like, at one point, it, it was like every movie that had been out yeah, for the last X amount of time. Preston literally has every DVD that's ever come and out. And Denzel that's was definitely out. one of those guys who I've always followed and enjoyed all his movies and stuff like that. And yeah. So I, I, I was excited when you mentioned that because I, I started putting my list yeah. together kind of mentally. Key, in my I got head, one in my head. And, and I was yeah. Like, <laughs> it's all, I mean, obviously, it all depends on where we uh, land in the draft. But, yes, he's got a new movie coming out. We're going to do it in honor of him and his new movie. So, yeah, a couple weeks, get prepared for that because uh, that's going to be a good one. Awesome. Sam's looking for revenge. <laughs> yes. yeah, well, you both better be because I'm not kidding. I, I that was a uh, that was yeah, I was like, like, it really wasn't it was a Christmas movies. So, so. anyway, uh, great weekend, um, and let's just jump right into some football because it all started uh, with um, the Browns game last weekend. Well, do we want to talk Niners Titans first? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. Let's go ahead and jump that yeah. too because that was we were recording this last Thursday and that that game was that night. And uh, it kind of turned out. Um, okay, here we go. That was yeah. definitely not what it was, I expected. It was not quite the way we all predicted. I think mm-hmm. we all took we the Niners. Right? Right? We, we all took the Niners. Yeah, we all took the Niners. And and they didn't play bad. I no, say that. no, that's the thing. The problem problem with the Niners, they continue to just, especially in the running back position, continue to just funnel people in and out with injuries and COVID yeah. and all sorts of stuff. Let's, Let's be honest. The Niners didn't play bad, except one player. Garoppolo Gr- Gr- was terrible. Jimmy, yeah, he threw that. He threw that interception. That I which was one? It the first quarter. There's no, he two. threw. He threw a couple, but yeah. there was one. He threw, uh, yeah, he, he threw it to Kittle. Zone. He was throwing it to Kittle. Yeah, he threw that and he threw it. And, he threw and George Jenkins was right in front of Kittle. He just yeah. literally threw it right to him. Yeah, Garoppolo. He he ruined it for them. And and the thing about it too, the defense for the Niners put them put themselves. Mm-hmm. They were playing. They were balling. And then things kind of opened up in the second half, I believe. Well, um, A.J. Brown just well, started going. The and A.J. Brown, A.J. Yeah, Brown, and, you know, Tannehill, shit. Out of his 209 yards, 145 went to freaking A.J. Brown. Yeah, so A.J. Brown had an incredible second half. A.J. Brown was falling. Uh, Tannehill did a good job targets. of game managing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, when you did a when good job of game managing. Yeah, so. It's when you when you're getting that open and you're just making those kind of plays, yeah. uh, you're going to get a lot of targets. And, and the Niners made some mistakes. They just made too many mistakes. They had some mistakes on defense, and they're not one of those teams I feel like that can just come back. Like they did, they did come back and get a score to tie the game up. Their right. secondary is just so it just it is ravaged with injuries, yeah. and they took advantage of it. AJ Brown was finding open spots on the in the defense. He was just sitting there, and Tannehill just locked in. Tannehill just said, "I know where I'm going." The Niners will probably know where I'm going, but you can't stop it. So, and when they hit that third and twenty-three, just threw it up to AJ Brown, and he just mossed that uh, DB. Crazy, I was just—that's when you kind of knew you're like, this is not going to be the Niners' night. And I was pissed the entire time because I'm sitting here, Caitlin has AJ Brown, and he put up thirty-one points for her. I'm like, well, I'm playing in the toilet bowl. Hmm. So, 
Well, are, are either one of you guys surprised that the Tennessee got the job done and couldn't run the football? Because I yes. would have thought yes. that that was yes. how they would have won this game. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. like you've alluded to, give Foreman the ball, uh, make him run. But uh, uh, McNichols was kind of the guy who kind of ran the committee there. Um, I get, Well, he had seven carries to Foreman's nine, but he kind of seemed like the featured back in that game. Um and they just no one really did anything. It was really because of the passing game to AJ Brown is really what did yeah. this and, and forcing the turnovers. Hundred percent. So and they're not going to be able to. I mean, this game, like I said, I feel like the, the Niners kind of made a lot of mistakes to keep the Titans in, and like the Titans just capitalized on it. Uh, but again, the Titans are still going to have to figure something out because this is still a first time, offense. Yeah, come playoff time, they're not going to be able to just throw the ball to AJ Brown sixteen times. Right, that's not going to happen. No, this so, is still a run first offense. Yeah. It's still an offense that's predicated on the balance of running and passing. Because Tannehill is not going to be, and Tannehill, to his credit, he didn't play a bad game. He handled it fine, but uh, they can't rely on him to do what he did Thursday every game for the rest of the season because no. it's just not going to work out for them. It was a uh, definitely a step in the right direction, though, for the Titans. Um, they uh, they needed this de- desperately. We to, were shitting on him quite a bit on Thursday. Come playoff time? He can, but I just – I think he can. I, I haven't heard much can from Derrick Henry. Derek Henry. No one has mentioned anything about Derrick Henry since he went out. I would imagine not since – no, I've not heard anyone. Say They'll have to make a him. deep run in the playoffs but, for yeah. him to come back. I mean, like if the Titans make the Super Bowl, I would oh not be surprised if Derrick Henry is back. That, that, yeah, but we've got a long way to go for that, yeah. so we'll have to see. But um, yeah, we were shitting on the Titans uh, quite a bit on Thursday, and they just really proved us wrong. So it was a good win by them. Uh, and the Niners yeah, again are just, you know, Niners. As soon as you start talking good about them, that's when they drop a game like this. Or they did it a few weeks ago when they went on their run. They lost to Seattle. So mm-hmm. their backs are against the wall. Uh, you know, they get those final playoff spots. So it'll be interesting to see what, how they do. And, boy, what a big win it would have been had they pulled that off. Because, yeah. obviously, we saw the NFC West uh, kind of a mess this weekend uh, with Arizona just shit in the bed. Yeah, they um, did. But – Real quick, before we get to that game, I do want to talk about the Browns-Packers because this was the first game of the night on Saturday mm-hmm. on Christmas. Uh, very excited to watch this game. Got got it going. And, boy, I mean, it was a game. Baker Mayfield, for God's sakes, dude, we got to figure some stuff out. I'm telling you, he's not the guy. He is, he is uh, not the guy. That that interception, first of all, the intercept, his first interception – was just absolute garbage. I mean, that was... Uh, it also should have been defensive holding. Well, I mean, that's fine, but it was yeah, triple no. coverage. <laughs> well, uh, like, you're talking about when he went downfield? Yeah, the first... Yeah, the first, it was, the he first, was covered. Yeah, well, they drive, right, they yeah. drive right down the field, no, score a touchdown. Trash. Then they get the ball back. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just tries a deep pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones right off the bat. Did you see the one he threw um, by the end zone? Where he just like wobbled that thing. Oh, it was the one to Jarvis. That was that yeah, was that the was, that was the worst one. That was so trash. Here's the deal: is that you know everyone knows what the uh, the game plan is for the uh, Browns. You know it's going to be run the, run ball, the ball, run the ball, play yeah, defense, and let Baker make a few throws here and there. I mean, that's well, what, that was that's what the, they be. did the first drive, right? Well, here's the deal: Baker threw 36 passes in this game. That is way too many. 
Absolutely yeah. way too many, especially the way Chubb was running the football. The well, Chubb and DeAndre yeah, yeah, Johnson was going to run, too. Yeah, John, yeah, Johnson, he had a couple key runs. Yeah, the thing. I mean, that one, it was like third and – I can't remember. It was like third and 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had like a 25-yard run. Um 30-yard run. That's what it was. Um, but, man, I'm telling you, 17 carries for Chubb, that's not, not enough. enough. No. Because even despite all that, they still had an opportunity to win this football game. I sure. Mean, it was 24-22. Uh, and, obviously, we're all saying the Packers might be the best team in the NFL right now because they're just finding ways to win. But that, they're also playing with uh, – the play on fire – all these close games and everything like that, this bend but don't break thing, eventually you're going to make a mistake and, you know, you're going to lose a game. And uh, this is one of those games that they easily easily could have done. Yeah. they uh, Much like how we alluded to with the Packers or how we did with the Titans a minute ago and A.J. Brown, I mean, it, there were multiple drives where the Browns knew where the ball was going. It didn't matter what they did. Devontae had one drive where I think he, he caught four or five balls in a row like he was just unstoppable and I mean most teams should know that Devontae Adams is going to ball but just watching him and just the coverage they were playing was I just couldn't believe it um but yeah the Browns and to, but again to the Browns credit their defense especially they kept them in this game oh for sure especially yeah. in that fourth quarter they got back-to-back three and outs yeah uh, in that fourth quarter they played right I mean they did their th- they did exactly what they had to do so yeah again it just falls on you know it falls on play calling and it falls on the uh, play of the quarterback uh Stefanski I think forgot how the game plan was there for a little while now of course they were having to, they were down what were they down like 22 to or they were down twenty four to, was it, yeah twenty four to nine at some point. They were down twenty four twenty uh, four to six. So of course, you when you get down like that, you had you had to start passing more. But I mean, the play calling and the quarterback play is what really cost them in this game. 100%. What's crazy were, is I'm go, so, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say the crazy thing is, is they had a perfect game plan to, uh, like sit right in front of them to go down and win this game, and that was. All they had, they had all their timeouts. They were running the football effectively. They could have just kept running the football. Instead, they went pass, 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 and Baker yeah. throws an interception Baker in that game. It's like again, and there was the a drives that should have been defense hold. There was a lot of drives that game where they would run the ball down the field, get to the red zone area, and give the ball to Baker. Yeah, you know what I mean. I just don't understand that concept. Yeah, Ernest. Chubb and the youngest, they were going off. Yeah. In my opinion. And they're running down the field. They're getting you to this point. Just give them the fucking ball. Baker is not the guy that's going to make – like, he's not making the right decision. Chubb averaged 7.4 yards a carry. Crazy. I mean, clearly Crazy. he's the guy you need to give the ball. Yeah. Stefanski, uh, again, big, the play calling was – Now, yes, let's go back. There was defensive holding on that last interception. It was clear as day. I can't believe the refs missed that. Uh, Would have – Completely changed things a little uh, in that in that uh, instance. Yeah. But once again, that was the third pass in a row when you've got all your timeouts and just run the football, man. It just it could I just could not Best believe player it. On their field they were strong. in a yeah. great position. Now I get it that you know running the football. Let's even say they're averaging you know five six yards a, a carry or whatever there at the end, and then you've got a new kicker to try to kick a, a game winning field. I know that's not. 
very enticing to yeah. have to worry about that. Because he missed an extra point. So yeah, if all the free throws was made, all but, these turnovers Exactly, was but, but put all the pressure on Baker to try to make something happen there. I don't agree with that either. So no. it's just like, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a terrible, because it, it felt like the Browns were going to win that game. When they, oh, when they start, going down. Because even the then he the still field, made a couple passes yeah. to pick up first down. It just kind of felt like it was going to happen, or at least they were going to get a good field goal opportunity. That's what it felt like. Was that final drive the one where he hit that, like, third and 16 for, like, 17 yards? Yeah. Yeah. No, See? it was. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, again. I don't know. It's just it's incredible. I just can't believe we're finding ourselves – you and know, oddly enough, they are still week. they're yeah, still in the playoff Browns contention. Lose a close one, and yet here they are. Where they, if they uh, what do they got to have? They got to have Cincinnati lose, and um, which Cincinnati's got the Chiefs this weekend, yeah. so that's definitely and possible. Then, uh, I guess <laughs> yeah. who is it? The, so not the Ravens, because it comes down to basically they they win and two losses. Then next weekend they'll play Cincinnati for the the uh, division, <laughs> which that's. In, Incredible! That it's unbelievable. This yeah, could they're even still happen in this. after all these losses and a, a weird, weird season for the Browns. Because, well, you know, how many weeks have we said, oh, maybe just sit Baker, or like, oh, it's done. You know, go ahead and just you know start figuring out the rest of the season. You know, next year kind of thing. And here they are, where they lose, and there's still a possibility to play for the division next week. I still crazy. think they should sit Baker. I don't. I just I would I write him out. I just feel like the way he's playing, like even if he's on the field, he's still jeopardizing. Like he's still risking you the game. I still think he's a better. You could put in any quarterback with those two running backs. I still think he gives you a better chance to win than Case Keenum does. I guess. Going four interceptions, I guess gives you a better chance. I've always felt that way. I'm losing confidence in Baker. Um, I'll just say it. I really am because there's a lot of plays in that game. Oh, I don't have a ton of confidence. I have more confidence in him than I do Case Keenum. Or, I mean, no, Nick Mullins isn't going to get done either. But. Nick Mullins played well, too, just two, last week. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I feel like if Nick Mullins played in this game, they might have won. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's just I, I don't know, man. It, it's a man. weird situation here. Um, they just have no rhyme or reason what they're going to do. I mean, obviously Hunt being out is a big loss because that was I mean, kind of part of their You talk about, like, you know, you know, putting someone else big. I don't actually, right now, the way Duran is playing, I – you obviously Kareem's a good running, a really good running back in the passing game and running. But De'Aaron Johnson right now is no, making himself some money. Great, but they're, they're, yeah, but oh, they still no, got to sure. utilize these running backs. There's no way Baker should be throwing 36 times. Bro. Yeah, not in this There's game. There's no way. And I feel like I feel like I understand what you're saying, but Baker's going out there trying to make these big plays, and he's just not that quarterback. He's going out there throwing four. Like there should be no reason for four interceptions when you have these running backs that you have. That's also play calling. True, true. The so, play calling has a lot to do with it as well. Yeah, so I'll, gi- I'll give you that. Yeah, but even when the play is called Baker, you still need to go out there and make the right play, yeah. not just go out there and throw. Oh, sure. I, I mean, I understand that. But so, again, I just I look at that. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing against Case Keenum, but you look at who's on. The, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't agree. If Baker can't win you that game, I don't think Case Keenum or Nick Mullins can win that game for him. I guess I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, somehow, like we said, they're still in it. And now the Packers uh, have a stranglehold on the, uh, the one seed here after another win. Um, but, man, Packers, like I said, they're playing on fire. I, I'm kind of worried. They're so good, but they're so, like, like right there on the edge of, you know, losing these games. It's kind of like 
I don't know. I mean, obviously, we said that about the Chiefs, though. I know, but it's all. It's, I don't know. It just looks different to me. I, I, I guess because we we've seen what the Chiefs do. They, you know, and we know that they've got this, you know, high powered offense. Um, but I, dude, I don't know. I just don't the even Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, that's it right there. The way, the way Aaron Rodgers and uh, Devontae. Devontae. I don't know why I just had the biggest brain fart. <laughs> but the way they are, bro, they are so in sync oh, it's together. Amazing. Like it's it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. As much as I hate to say that. It, it, it's it's so good to watch how much they're in sync and how how they just can read each other. Adam, like I'm going to be right here. Yeah. Throw me the ball. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers will throw him the ball under whatever whatever he's doing. It's just like they they have it figured out to where they're going to be elite. Yeah, they're going to figure it out come playoff time. Yeah, and they're going to be trouble to deal with. I don't care if they won by two points. I mean, we're talking about a Browns team that still has a lot of talent and they're still in the playoff hunt. You know what I mean? So it's like. It was funny. Winning by two points is okay as long as you get the win. Yeah, it was funny because, so. like, like you're saying, Adams he dropped a key pass. I can't remember if it was a third down. It or, was. Yeah, it, I know exactly what you're talking about. And you just saw this look on Rogers' face of just such disappointment, which Adams is out there balling out. But it was like he, he looked at look at him, just kind of like I know what play you're talking it was, about. It's third down, like, it but like, it was like a tough catch too, though. No, no, no. Devontae makes that play yeah. like 99 out of yeah. He should catch that. Oh, no, yes. Okay, yes, Devontae makes that play, but it was still technically like. But you expect the, talking about the yeah, one on the sideline? Yeah, that was, that should be caught. That was that was a catchable ball. Okay. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. But I mean, it doesn't happen. Like it was that. funny. No, it's, like, it's it's it yeah. Happen. I agree. I know exactly. They're, they're so yeah. good together right now that like that gets dropped and it's just like, gosh damn it! Like, like what are you doing? Yeah. Like, what's what's it, I don't know if it's more just shocked than it was like disappointed. Yeah, like the fact that he dropped it and yeah. you just he's just sitting there and couldn't believe because I couldn't believe it watching because he was wide open. He ran a he got off the ball. He got off the line. Perfectly, he had the guy cooked, mm-hmm. and it was right there, and he dropped it. It's one of those things like ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the time he's I was catching just about that. To say, yeah, throw that exactly. shit to him nine more times, he's catching it exactly every time. So, well, it was a good game though. Really enjoyed it, and uh, it was entertaining. But there's one game I enjoyed a little bit more. Did we pick this? Huh? Did we pick the Colts? I did. I know. I, I know. Did. I did. We all. I think we all picked Indy to win. Okay. Did we? There you go. Colts, Arizona, and let me tell you right now. How big of phonies is the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, they're pretenders. I mean, Crazy. my gosh, dude. Crazy. Like, we were all ready to crown these guys. And, like, I mean, there were so much good things going there. And they looked awful. Awful. But the Colts have now, also looked really good, too. Well, so. I know. But, I mean, like, what do you think – what kind of competition do you think they're going to see in the playoffs? Oh, I mean, 100%. they're going to see no. teams clicking and 100%. playing great football and all this stuff. I mean, it literally was Kyler Murray and that was it. On um, on Saturday, uh, obviously James Conner was out. Um, you know, I alluded to him last episode. Chase Edmonds played pretty good. He played pretty well. No, Chase Edmonds yeah, played he, yeah, he had a good game. Is they need kind of like a both monsters in there. They need kind of both those guys to kind of because uh, Conner's kind of like the power. Edmonds is kind of you know shaking guys and stuff like that. Because um, yeah, Edmonds was all in the uh, passing game. Yeah, I mean he had eight catches for seventy-one yards. But overall, that team just looks lost. I mean, they do not look like the Arizona Cardinals that we saw just you know a few weeks. It's like know, something's well, just really before the off. Kyler injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Night and day different. Kyler even looked. I mean, he's just not not been the same. I mean, he had a QBR rating of forty seven on Saturday. Wow. There's yeah. just a lot of bad things going, and you never want to say Carson Wentz outplayed you and. 
Carson Wentz absolutely outplayed Kyler. Well, here's the thing. Carson Wentz is the reason why they won that game. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan Which is Taylor, so crazy to Jonathan say. Taylor had the one big run, and that was the first play of the game. Yep. And then it was just basically it, their running game was uh, really a struggle. I mean, he'd pick up 10, 8 to 10 here and there, but he never – I don't think he ran for anything long uh, longer than that after no. that 43-yarder. He four yards of carry, so yeah, yeah that's a I lot mean, of – Wentz hit a bunch of big plays. I mean, yeah. he played really well. I mean, again, I agree. If you say Carson Wentz outplayed you, then normally that's an issue. But when, he's play, when he plays that well, the Colts are almost unbeatable. No, Carson Wentz balled out. And the cool thing about, you know – it just shows. It just goes to show when Carson Wentz can cut back on these mistakes. I don't feel like he's ever going to be a three hundred yard per game, no. three hundred yard per game type passer. But um, when he can just cut back on the mistakes and, and just play to the game, it just it's amazing to see the way he played going against these Cardinals and the things he can do. And the cool thing about it is Taylor. I'm, I guarantee you, they they set up when they were. Running their defensive schemes in practice, they were like, "Oh, we're going to stop Taylor. We're going to yeah. stop Taylor." So they just opened it up for Wentz to be able to do what he did in his game. Yeah, 108 yards by Taylor. I mean, it's amazing yeah. how great of a season he's having when we say he's had a down game. Yeah, yeah, and that's it's crazy. Yards. Yeah, that's crazy. I think my favorite player of the game, though, even even though the Cardinals lost, um, I, I, I think it was the first quarter, and Kyler uh, did a, I want to say uh, maybe an option play. And he ran out, and like for thirty yards, he was out running everybody. It's crazy how fast this kid. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, he's it's a, crazy how he got caught like at the maybe three yard line. Yeah, that um, it was because that long, he got a little tired. But it was a fifty seven yarder. Fifty seven. His fifty seven right, yarder for that first 30, 40 yard, bro. He was burning. Yeah. Everybody, I was just like, "Oh my god!" I keep forgetting how fast this kid is. I wonder if they didn't even draw enough running plays for him because he only he ran the ball four he times. He run a little bit. He run, he, he ran runs, the ball four times. I don't know if that's more. him just being a little uh, Kingsbury being a little bit too overprotective of Kyler because uh, the injuries the last couple of years. Well, they need to use that weapon. Yeah, they do. I mean, four carries, seventy-four yards. Now, granted, fifty-seven of it came on one run, but you've got to utilize those legs, especially in the red zone. I mean, yeah. how many times in the last few years have we watched it on? Option plays or RPOs where he he'll keep it and then run it in. He outruns everybody. He outruns everybody. Always outruns everybody to the corner. He definitely, yeah. like I'm interested. What do you guys think? Who's faster, Lamar or Kyler? I mean, <laughs> faster. Oh gosh. Like, in, honestly, in a sixty, if it was if they raise sixty yards, yeah, I give it to Lamar. If they raise forty, I'm gonna give it to Kyler. Kyler's just like a little quicker, like off the. But it's hard to say that against Lamar. I would almost Lamar. go the other way. I would you think al- so? I would almost go the other way. Lamar in the 40 and Kyler in the 60. I don't know. I just uh, always remember when they did that race drives. between him and uh, yeah. Andy Isabella. And Andy Isabella ran like a 4-3-2-40 at the Combine. And they showed those two racing and Kyler beat him. And beat him kind of handily. <laughs> So, bro, Kyler's legit. Bro. No, he's. I mean, obviously, he's a freak because he legit. can throw the ball a mile and he can run. So, yeah. it's amazing. But uh, anyway, Colts, they're they're a danger. I mean, yeah, they're they are, they are a, a threat to everybody right now, uh, especially if Carson Wentz can play like that. So, and it doesn't get any easier for the Cardinals. They got the Cowboys this upcoming weekend. Yep, and luckily for them, maybe the car or the uh, Cowboys are kind of, uh, I don't know, not not checked out, but kind of cruising a little easier now because they were able to win last night and win the division. Um, 
you yeah, know, these next two up. weeks, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that that could that could make um, make things a little interesting, but yeah, Cardinals they got to figure it out and they got to figure it out quick because uh, yeah, Colts. I mean, they've got the Raiders and Jaguars um, left the, for the season. Nice. They could finish this up eleven and six. Yeah. And boy, what a turnaround that was if if that they can fin- finish that up. But hey, Schwartz plays for the Cardinals, right? Anthony Schwartz. He plays for the Browns. He does play for the Browns. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's another like, guy. They, they need was, to work. They, they, they need to get him more involved. No, he was, I was just about to say that. Like, I was thinking in my head. I don't know why I thought. You had him, didn't you? What? In our Madden League. Yes, I did. You did. Have, that's, I guess I got it mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got it mixed up. All right. Well, real quick, let's just mention this game. Um, Falcons-Lions. Just want to say, I called the Lions winning this game, and they should have won this game. They had a shot because they had a shot, had a shot well. there at the end, and maybe one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life uh, came right there. Because I mean, they're, they're down there on like what the fifteen yard line, something, something like that, and uh, Boyle just absolutely just—I I don't know if he didn't Shit see the bad. guy or what, but it was just in that. Just here you go. <laughs> It reminded me of the water boy. Like, where, where, where's he at? Oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ten, no. I mean, that, I mean, obviously, yes. That's where they they. I, obviously, they have Jared Goff. I think the Lions do win. Yeah. Uh, Tim Boyle, Tim Doyle, whatever his name is. I mean, he performed admirably, but. You know they they miss Jared Goff this game big time. So um, and again it just proves that the how scrappy the Lions team really is. I mean you know Dan Campbell's got them fighting and he's going to have them fighting until the end of the season. Uh, so good performance by them even though in the loss you know it's just for them it's just kind of just finishing out the season. Yeah. Try to finish out strong and just prepare for next season. The, yeah. the big takeaway from this game for me was. Kyle Pitts is going to be a problem for many years to come. Bro, we yeah. just talked because about the guy, too. Un- unfortunately, I was facing him in fantasy this weekend, so I was very, uh, I was really watching this game. And, I mean, there, in the, I believe it was the second start of the second half. It was just Pitts, Pitts. And I was just like, oh, my God. And he had like a, it was like, what, 30, yeah, 35-yard play to start that second half. And I was just, I don't know, he is amazing because he's so quick. I mean, he's quick and then got great hands and great yeah, size. I mean, he's just yeah. athletic. That's crazy, bro. They said, yeah, I think he's a more athletic Darren Waller. Yeah. And the one thing that Falcon fans can take solace into the next season is that him and Matt Ryan have figured it out together. Mm-hmm. Um, so going into next season, that that duo is going to be electric. Yeah. You get Calvin Ridley back. Whatever you add in the draft, they need you know they'll stop Cordell Patterson, but they need a running game. They gotta get a running. They game. have to get a running game. But uh, th- there is a lot to like, well, at least with that offense for uh, Atlanta next season. So, you know, there are some good things. You know, if Atlanta, I think the positive they can take into it, if they can win, if they can finish like nine and eight this season. Then they they can take you know some pride in knowing you know winning season. They're not probably not gonna make the playoffs, but they also have some good things going for next season. Yep, no for sure. Now this next game, if you like offense, then uh, you play this, a one sided offense. This, well, I'll, I'm gonna tell you this you know, some stats here too after Look that. At this. But oh yeah, there it is right there. Yeah, Cincinnati uh, Ravens game was electric. In a lot of ways, because you, the Bengals <laughs> went absolutely insane. Burrow was just chunking the ball up everywhere. 
525 yards, four tutties. What an absolute amazing performance because I, a lot of it was like receivers making some plays and stuff like that, but some of these throws that Burrow made too were, were unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was playing college uh, football. It looked like LSU, yeah. It looked like LSU OU, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just want to say I love you, Joe Burrow. I'm going to name my baby after you. Barrow. No, I'm just playing, but thank you. I appreciate Barrow you. Monix. Greatest pickup I've ever done in freaking fantasy football history. Definitely the pickup uh, of the week. 100%. I picked him up off the free agency roster, and he goes and gets me 525 yards and four tutties, bro. Like, I don't think you can ask for more. Um, kept me out of the toilet bowl, so sure. I really appreciate you. Thank you for balling out. Fun fact, they are the first uh, team in NFL history to have a 4,000-yard passer, 1,000-yard runner, two 1,000-yard receivers, all under the age of 25. Wow. Yeah. Future's bright. This this offense is going to be a problem. Future's bright. Um, Wow. Now, that's – we're giving all this credit to them. Real quick, I wanted to say this about the Ravens, though. So, Ravens, obviously COVID hit, um, and um, their backup's out. So they had to start their third-string quarterback, Josh Johnson. He played pretty well. And guess what? Josh Johnson played yeah. really well. And so that's what I wanted to say. Does this actually kind of show you maybe offensively what uh, the Ravens got going for them is basically they can plug guys in there and be successful because, I mean, he was efficient. He threw for over 300 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, they did a little bit of everything, but we've seen – it was just kind of like a – uh, repeat from the week before where, excuse me, I'm forgetting his name. What, what's uh, Tyler Huntley. Huntley, yeah. Uh, was in there doing essentially what Josh Johnson just did. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just kind of weird. It's like, are these guys that good or is it a system kind of thing? It's definitely, uh, the system has a big, you know, whatever the Ravens are doing to keep these quarterbacks prepared to be able to step in and put these performances on, I mean, you just have to take your hat off to it. Uh, obviously, Lamar Jackson is the guy. He's a little more dynamic than these guys, but for them to step in and put up these numbers, bro, like, you have to give your – like, whatever they're doing, this is the type of offense I wish – or, you know, the type of – this is the type of offense I wish the Bears would have for Justin Fields, um, something that fits, you know, and these quarterbacks that they have, the Ravens, it, it fits their scheme. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of run options, a lot of get outside the pocket and hit the player down the field. Like, Well – Right now, the Ravens have the greatest safety blanket for uh, these quarterbacks, and that's Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews right now, I know we've talked a lot about Kelsey and Kittle. Mark Andrews is, as at tight end go, he is the best tight end in football right now. And I they mean, know he's, that too, right? And these teams know that coming yeah. in, and they cannot stop him at all. Yeah. No. And, you know, as guys who watched Mark Andrews play, you know, in college, and just how dominant he was in college just to – go from there to the league, and especially in an offense that is a run-dominant offense with when Lamar's in there. But even when Lamar's in there, this is his favorite target. 100%. And he is just absolutely playing on fire. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing, too, is the Ravens are really missing a running game because they had that crazy streak going of, like, X amount of games with a 100-yard rusher and all this stuff, or 100-yard rushing, excuse me. Um, and... That's obviously come to an end here because, I mean, they're just shuffling people in and out. I mean, they've obviously this is probably the most hurt team in the NFL yeah. uh, throughout the entire season anyway. Um, and the run game couldn't do much this week because they got down 
Well, see, big that's and what fast. I was going to say is, unfortunately, they, they fell behind, and that's not their game, especially without Lamar. Yeah, uh, is trying to play from behind because they need to run the ball. They need to play uh, some defense, and you know, kind of control the game in that sense. And no, it was all Cincinnati, and man, it was uh, it was fun to watch. Well, that defensive coordinator for the Ravens needs to be careful how he. Uh, what he comments about going forward because clearly Joe Burrow took what he said to heart and yeah and he uh, he made that very clear yeah yeah no absolutely um, Rams Vikings now this was another very fun game to watch um, I, I think I watched the entire game in fact um, Rams let me start with them first Matt Stafford <laughs> he's got to uh, play better got to play better. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're close to labeling them almost as phonies uh, because of their little stretch that they had uh, where, you know, what, they lost two, the first two games with all the, the yep. new, you know, the new guys and all that. Now now they've kind of got it going uh, again. But Stafford, I mean, a couple of those interceptions were just awful. I mean, yeah. like one, he just chunked up there and no one was there. I mean, it was like, what is going on? I, I get it, misread and you know, being off the not on the same page as your receiver or whatever, but ultimately they got to figure some stuff out. Um, Cooper Cup, just absolutely amazing. I mean, once again, same thing. Everyone knows he's getting the ball. Ten catches, hundred nine yards. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, just, you just, just can't stop him. I yeah, mean, it's it's unbelievable the season he's having. But uh, if yeah, if they want to make a run, Stafford's got to play better. Yeah, and over the last few weeks, he had been playing better. You know, he was great against Arizona uh, on that Monday night game a couple weeks ago, and he was good last week. But yeah, against you know good competition, he's definitely got to play better. Three interceptions isn't going to get it done. You know, luckily uh, he had some help in the run game from Sony Michelle, and of course he was also playing against Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins is going to Kirk Cousins. But when he's playing against the Packers, you got to say, now the Cowboys of the leagues and in the NFC, you have got to play better. Because if you don't, the the Rams are going to be out of it and out of it quick. Consistency is everything. So for Matthew Stafford, you know, him coming from Detroit and everybody giving him a lot of slack because he played on Detroit and, you know, he didn't have a lot of winning seasons. You have everything around you. You don't have any excuses. Yeah. Right, you have no excuses. Uh, you're in a situation in LA where they want to win, when it, where they want to win. Uh, they invested in winning. They've invested in the players. They traded for players. You have everything. You need to go out there. There should be no reason why you're going out there throwing for 197 yards and three interceptions. No reason. I don't care who you're playing. Right. So you need to go out there. You need to be consistent. You need to show why everybody thinks you're such a great talent, which he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you're right. You guys are right. He needs to play better. If they're going to go deep in the playoffs or, you know, make, make a push, a run. he needs to play better. Point blank, period. Uh, what's his name? Sonny Michelle's not going to get you 137 yards. No, that's not his game. No. Or 131 yards, I'm sorry. Yeah. 27 carries, 131. He, he doesn't do that. That's not the type of no. running back he is. That's so, got to be some of the most carries Sonny Michelle's had oh, in the league. That's sure. in yards. Especially. Nah. Well, yeah, yards. It's going to be close, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, you know, Matthew Stafford has to go out there and play like an elite quarterback. Yeah. And if you go out there and play like doo a lot of people that gave you all that slack from coming from Detroit saying, you know what, you played in Detroit, we'll give you, we'll, we'll let that pass. Um I mean, like he's going to start getting a lot of hate, man. Yeah. Could you put some of these other quarterbacks in that situation? 
If you want to get talked about the elite, you have to play. You have to play. You have to play just consistent. Hundred um, percent. You know, I know people have been given they there for like I said the last couple of weeks they had been playing better, and of course people were starting to you know talk him up again. You know, throw his name into the MVP conversation. They were talking about his involvement in what could be now the two greatest receiving seasons of all time Calvin Johnson and now Cooper Cup and his he was involved in that yep. and then he comes out and does this I mean they just can't have that no nope, for sure and I mean they've got uh, not the easiest schedule left I mean they've got the Ravens who are obviously still fighting for playoffs and they got the Niners so uh, that's two tough games uh, we got expect a lot better from staff uh, Stafford obviously 100%. we saw what just happened to the Ravens defense just getting shredded um, so hopefully they they can get it together, go out there next week, and you know make some noise on uh, offense. But he's got to play better. Speaking so. about a defense that gets shredded, this next game, yeah, woo wee, Bills Patriots. Um, you want to talk? Okay, so we've seen this in a couple of the teams we've already mentioned. Where I mean, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum of where they were going to where they're at now. And that's the Bills. The Bills were dead. The Bills had lost a couple close games, um, but had not lived up to expectations. And all of a sudden they go in there, and yes, it's, it, it looks a little closer as a 12-point game here, uh, but it was not that close. I mean, the, literally the Bills moved the ball kind of at will against this Patriots offense. And um, Josh Allen just looked very, very good. I mean, it was fun to watch him run the football. Um, he's so, you know, being such a big guy, you wouldn't think he'd be able to move the way he does. But, man, he, he can make some cuts. and I Just mean, extend it, plays. Just really, yeah, yeah, do some good things. And, I mean, just like that, dude, the Buffalo Bills are rolling again. Yeah. You know, a couple weeks ago I said in that loss to, to the Bucks that they need to – Get him more. They need to have him be more in a way, be the feature back along with being the quarterback for this offense. And of course, he comes out and he does 12 carries for 64 yards. He's got right now 84. He's got a see 193 yards in his last three games running the ball. I mean, this is how they. And then of course, once that once you give them that respect in the run game, then the passing game starts opening up. So. And of course, yesterday through three fourteen and three touchdowns, like extending plays against what was at least by fantasy standards against the number one defense in the league, and now a defense has actually gotten roasted the last two weeks. But Josh Allen's playing incredible right now, and he is the main reason why this this team has found their mojo again, and they're starting to they they've taken a stranglehold on the uh, division for the AFC East. And now they can really start making some noise and start getting hot right when playoffs start. And boy, yeah. does their schedule say uh, you know match up well with them because they've got the Falcons and Jets uh, left, both at home. Oh, I mean, God. They can finish this season strong going into the playoffs, and uh, a big part of that is Diggs. Getting Diggs going, he's been a very big disappointment this season. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they got him, you know, got a touchdown on, on uh, Sunday. Um as yeah, McKenzie it, was terrific yesterday as I too. Say, that was the that was kind of the shocker there. I mean, what he had eleven catches or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but man, yeah, they, they're they're clicking on all cylinders now. Uh, go beat the shit out of these last two teams and you know cruise into the playoffs feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, I think 
I think, like you guys said, Josh Allen is the reason why they're in this position. I mean, he's the leader on this, of this team. He's a superstar on this team, and he's showing it through his performance. Um, I love the fact that he's able to run, but I do not feel like the Bills' offense needs to be based on uh, or they don't need to put a whole lot of effort into Josh Allen just rushing the ball. The only reason he's rushing so much is because they don't really have a run game. Yeah, yeah. Right? They don't have a running guy behind him. And if you think they're going to make a playoff, a deep playoff push with him having to pass and run against these teams that are going into the playoffs. That'll be tough, yeah. That's going to be tough. So I appreciate his ability to run, but that's not his That's not his game. He's just he's able to do it. Like, I don't feel like he's not a dynamic runner as so Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. Obviously, because he's not as fast, right? But Josh Allen's game he, is. Josh Allen's, I think, faster than people give him credit no, for. No, no, no yeah. I'm not saying. But I'm, what I'm saying is, he his running changes the game only so much to me. Yeah. Right? Like, he can get out there and he can get you, you know, a first down and get you what he, you know, but people don't really plan on him running the ball. You know, yeah. He, how many times have you seen Josh Allen rush for twelve care? Have twelve carries? You don't really see it a whole lot. Uh, you probably could go back and look. He's probably carried it double digit times quite a few times. Yeah, but I mean, he's still just more of a passer than me. And that's fair, right. and I get that. So but as they, I, they like, need to put something else behind him. Like they need to figure something out so he's not having to do so much. Yeah, I agree with that. So much. That's all I'm saying. Now, of course, I think he take he can take more punishment than Kyler and uh, Lamar can. Yeah, but you that. don't want him taking that, especially yeah, into the saying, playoffs. I saw, him, I saw him take a hit on uh, yesterday. And I was like, man, that like that takes he, he got right man. up and he was okay. But I'm like, yeah. you don't want to see your guy get hit like that because without him, this, they, they're nothing. They're, they're, they're nothing. nothing. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't put anybody uh, else to replace that. Yeah. So they just need to be careful. And I, I, like I said, I know he's the man, and I know he can rush, and I know he can do everything. But it's just like you don't want that. Unfortunately, the thing about it is, is I think for this offense to go, they have to go that way because, like I said, there. I mean, Devin Singletary ran it twelve times yesterday for thirty-nine yards. I mean, mm-hmm. that for their offense to click and to have any kind of balance, they have to lean this way. And if they Honestly, if they want to make a run, I I think they have to go this way. They have to lean on Josh Allen in the running game and in the passing game. Obviously, he threw it forty seven times. What do you times. mean, like make a run like deep into the playoffs? Yeah, if they want to you make think, a deep. Yeah, you think they can get deep into the playoffs with this with the way they're playing right now? Well, luckily their defense played really well yesterday too, and their defense has played really well uh, as of late. So if their defense can, you know, even they're missing some guys, but if their defense can keep this up, then yeah, I think they think with so? this. I think they can. Yeah, just because they have the weapons. They have arguably right now they probably have the second best quarterback in the AFC behind Mahomes. So, you know, I think with this style of offense they have, I think they can do it. But again, it just depends. I mean, the offense, the great thing about this too is the offensive line was so huge yesterday against that front seven of the Patriots. He didn't get sacked once. And also a lot of that had to do with him, his ability to extend plays. But, yeah. I mean, there are just there are certain things for this to work. I mean, obviously, as a team, you have to play like you did yesterday. If they can even play with even a little bit, even half of what they did yesterday, I think they have a good shot. Yeah, at least make it to the AFC and Championship. Like he did do it against the Patriots, so I would, I was going to rebuttal and say, well, let's see what happens when he plays the Chiefs. But you know, he did it against the Patriots, um, and their defense, like you said, is it's really solid, and they mm-hmm. were the number one. 
defense going into this game. Um, but, you know, again, let's see what happens with the Chiefs because the Chiefs has an offensive power to keep up with the Bills. Yeah, they so, do. They on, absolutely they have all the – When the, it comes uh, playoff time. On the other side, real quick, the Patriots, you know, they went from number one team in the AFC to – Losing back-to-back games, um, of course, and against two teams that they're going to see in the playoffs. So that I mean, they've got a decent schedule left. I mean, Jaguars and then at the Dolphins. Um, man, they got to get stuff going quick because um, honestly, and uh, let's see here. Um, let's see what the final stat line was here for Jones. Fourteen for thirty-two yeah. for. I mean, here's a problem. He's starting to get exposed. He's starting to look like a rookie. Yeah. Um, you know, Harris had a nice game for him. Obviously, they were able to run the ball a little bit. Um, but they – Mac Jones is starting to kind of look like a rookie. And they've got to figure out stuff quick because that defense is very good. Yeah, they've kind of got shredded the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but it is a very solid defense. And uh, you'd, I hate, that, yeah. you'd, you'd hate to waste what they've got going right now with just having a – you know, bad mistakes uh, for Mac Jones. So they got to figure some stuff out quick. I, I think Belichick will ultimately devise a game plan to protect Jones a little bit uh, more going forward. But uh, they, I mean, they got to get back on track quick. Yeah, so. when you're the Patriots, and at one point in time you were the number one team. Just a lot of people ago. are aiming yeah. for you, so now they're like starting a game plan for yeah. you. So you know, I think Mac Jones is just going through a little bit of. People are actually giving a fuck about what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, sure. you know, not saying they did it before, but now they're really like, okay, we need to focus on what he's doing. Yeah, because right now he's looking elite, so we need to put a stop to that shit. So, yeah. I don't know if he's built to throw the ball thirty plus times yeah, so, in a game. Not right no. now, at least. Not with that. Not if the defense is going to continue to play like they had right. the last couple of weeks. For sure. Um, this game, jeez, Jets Jaguars. I'm um, glad I called this game. <laughs> What a, uh, what, yeah. a, what a gross game. Um, you know, it was nice to see, uh, some, you know, some plays being made by both sides. Um, great run because by Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, yeah, great run there. Kind of ha- had some nice things going there. Let me say this right now, though. My God, what a awful, awful play called in that game. Uh, um Trevor Lawrence makes a great run to get down inside like the five-yard line there at the end where they're going to have a chance to score a touchdown and win this football game. And um, instead of um, running up and trying to run two more plays, they run up and spike the ball on on a third down to make it a fourth down call uh, play. Jesus. And so you just now have one shot and plenty of time. So the time's not an issue. They get one play, incomplete, game over. I mean, it just made zero sense to me. I was thinking in that moment, you got to be running up there, knowing that you got two plays, even if it's a quick throw to the end zone. You know, just throw it up. Two plays are better than one. I mean, it just made no sense. A spike there made zero sense. They got one play, they lost. So basically, the Jaguars' awesome. season in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah 100%. ultimately, and I mean, get Byron left foot in there quick. Yeah, <laughs> you that's, know, you're going to do that. Smoke get started really quick. Somebody needs to be the leader of that team, and it's it. it I think that's the number one issue with what you said, Preston. Is there's nobody that's a leader of that team right now, right? Like you have, yeah, you have your intern coaches, but. Yeah. That, they're not going to be head coaches. So I'll tell you exactly. that. Well, how so. much? I mean, how? 
Yeah, it's how much into the game they they know what's coming. How into are they into the game planning? I mean, Not really. They, they, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, they know their their job's done in three weeks. Right. So the care. game planning. I mean, how much are they into it? Right. Let the shit hit the fan. That, that's probably their mentality. I mean, obviously, I think as competitors. They sure. still have to look good, if, especially if they want a job in the NFL. Yeah, then, yeah. You know, with a, with another team. Um, but we, it's just like, bro. It's, then they lose James <laughs> what we Robinson to a torn yeah, Achilles. That's, that's a terrible way to end the season. Tore his Achilles. Yeah, yeah. he's at. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. that's bad. That's because um, I don't watch the Jaguars and Jets. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, you didn't miss much. Damn. Yeah, he's, no out, he's out for like a, a lot while. of next year too. Yeah. But like, I mean, that's tough, so bro. that's you look into it, and they'll at least have Travis Etienne next year. So yep. it's what sure. happens when you get two decent wow. running backs. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, Eagles Giants. Um, this was an ass kicking from pretty much start <laughs> to finish. Gi- yes, I didn't start Devontae Smith. <laughs> Eagles. I mean, they did some nice things. I swear, every time I looked, they were in the red zone. Um, I mean, scoring thirty four points against the the Giants here. They're uh, they're kind of a team that's interesting here. Um, sitting here on the outside looking in, they've got Washington and then the Cowboys left. They could very well go ten and seven to finish this year, and that would get them in the playoffs. So um, they're just they're an interesting team, that's for sure. I mean, Jalen played pretty well yesterday. Uh, the defense played really. The defense played Cowboys. really well. Mm-hmm. But it's the last game of the season, um, Cowboys should. Already kind of know where they're sitting at. So they're eight and seven now. So, but I mean, it's a game they still want to win, especially against the rivals. I can see. I definitely can see Philadelphia ending. They got Dallas and Washington left. Mm-hmm. They can definitely finish nine and eight. Yeah, I can see. I'll see that too. If they, I mean, if they, I don't think they're going to beat Dallas. That's no. Well, I, I, I can kind of see what you're talking about with Dallas because Dallas will be at a point where they're not going to play any starters. Right. Especially last game of the season when they had the division locked oh, up. Yeah. So I could see that. So ten and seven, yeah. Uh, that'd be uh, that'd be interesting for them. They're it's just kind of a weird team. It's a very weird team, especially like I alluded to, I think last episode or something like that. Uh, the Eagles, they're going to be an interesting team going forward because they've got, I think, three first round picks this year. Yep, they do. Um, well, I mean, I talk about a team that either if they finish ten seven, make it to the playoffs, let's say they get a win, whatever. Uh, and then get knocked out. They're in a position to where with those picks that you can either trade some of those picks away for someone who's going to help you win right now or get those players in and develop develop them right away. And Eagles could be a real threat. Yeah, so Eagles are. They go 10-7, and seven, make the playoffs. They have those picks. Are they going forward with Jalen next year? Because you, you alluded yeah, to they could, they, trade, they could trade for someone. Right. And obviously, there's someone we've talked about on this podcast that they that there's been smoke with him being in Philadelphia. Massage Institute. Oh, Russell Wilson. Russell yeah. Wilson. So, I mean, do you go forward with Jalen, or do you have that shot at Russell? Do you? What do you do? I think Russ too is also like a temporary solution, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but it's kind of almost like a. I, I I don't know. It's a weird spot because they got a championship a few years ago. That kind of calms the the fan base down a little yeah. bit. So maybe yeah, you build something more for the future, and hurts. 100%. You might just keep him and keep plugging away, unless you find stumble upon a draft pick to where you get a quarterback and can develop him behind Hurts, and then send him in when when you need be. But or they could trade Hurts, get Wilson, and develop. Seattle get, starts get a, their get a rebuild with Jalen. Develop 
uh, develop a quarterback behind Wilson. So I don't me, want to develop a quarterback behind Hurts. Like, well, let me put say, Wilson in there if I'm doing that. Let me re- rephrase it then. If they win these next two games, but Jalen doesn't play great, but yet they still win and still make the playoffs, then does that question become more prevalent? Yeah. yeah. But if they get to the playoffs and he does play great. Then I mean, yeah. Then they, then the, there's really not. A, yeah. So it's just let's we're, see how the season plays out. We're just out. looking for for consistency from him because there's been a few games this year. I've watched Jalen, and I'm like, he's an NFL quarterback. Hundred I mean, percent. He's a starting NFL quarterback. And then there's moments I'm like, that guy. Well, you look at that last time they played the Giants. He had three picks. I mean, he looked yeah awful. Yeah. So I, I don't know. The defense was a big part in this game. Like I said, they continue to put pressure on the Giants. And uh, had had the ball um, a lot in this game. Yeah. And let me just say this real quick. Giants, I mean, I, I'd heard some rumors saying that they're already talking about uh, next season and what they're going to do. It sounds like they're going to keep their coach. And Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones. Barkley needs to leave. And my gosh, I mean, <laughs> if, if you think, first, both of them make zero sense to me. I think it's one or the other. You keep you either keep Daniel Jones or you, or you get rid of uh, – Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Joe Judge, I don't think, is the guy. I think it's a pretty safe bet you can move on from him and still have a pre- – because Daniel Jones can do some nice things. Oh, he has. I mean, he's shown that he can do some nice things in I this league. We, I think we've seen that. But the big thing is you are absolutely wasting Barkley's prime right now. Well, well unfortunately, injuries are also well, yeah, playing no, a part no, in yeah, too. But that sucks. Like, him being on the Giants Even is when also he gets in like, there. I mean, 15 carries for 32 yards. That and, makes and no this sense. This is a little bit of a hot take here, um, but I've watched a lot of Barkley before uh, over his career. He's kind of a guy who really, really depends on the big breakout play. Um, there'd be times at Penn State where I'd be watching him, and it'd be like he'd be like uh, 15 carries for you know like 22 yards. And then I don't know where he'd break like a sixty yarder, and you just be, oh, that's 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 why. But I don't know. I'm telling you, they've got some things to figure out there in New York. Well, if you run the offense through Barkley, if he's healthy, that's dude, the key. Like, that's the key. If yeah. he's healthy, well, they've got such. But a I mean, they're not. Punch. They're they're literally not like even really. They're really involving him in the offense. Yeah. You know what I mean? There should be no reason why you have somebody like Barkley if he's honestly healthy, even if he's ninety percent. He should begin be a main share part of your offense. Line share the yeah yeah main part of your offense. So I think for Barkley to save his career, he needs to figure something out. I think he needs to request a, like is his contract up or something. I don't know. I think he signed an extension, but he's fucking stupid. Yeah, well, you just ruined your career. <laughs> well, here's the in thing. my opinion. Yeah, I mean that's true. You're but, sitting behind Daniel Jones, your coaches and shit. And then you have injury issues and you want to stay on the Giants? Okay, you have injury issues. And then also, too, I mean, when he's not – I mean, again, I agree with you about the big play. He, he is very dependent on it and his – you know, whether it's in the passing game or the running game. Here's the thing, too. If he did sign an extension and you do have injury issues with a down franchise right now, you need to make a decision on what you want to do because I hate to say this about him, even though he's got injuries, hasn't really done much. I mean, he had the one That's year. The, yeah. So when does the bust title start coming? Because you, you are running saying. back. You are the number two pick in the draft. I mean, when does that start coming into play? I mean, and that's why I agree with you about signing an extension with 
the Giants. I mean, you have to. I mean, read the room. You see how things are going. If you don't believe things are going in a direction that could help you, then yeah, it's I time make to it go, very clear man. that you need to. It's time to go. And also, too, here's the thing. As you see, it's the NFL nowadays. Running backs, you, I mean, big time guys. I mean, we, I've joked or, or you know, thrown it out there that the Panthers should consider trading Christian McCaffrey if they could get Deshaun Watson. If that, all the legal stuff cleared up, obviously. But obviously, the Giants they want to get like good, uh, you know, they want to get some good collateral for him. They could trade Saquon, and they could trade him to a team that could use a running back, a la the Falcons. I mean, in that offense. Saquon could be very dangerous. So, I agree with that. And if you yeah, look at it, I mean, I agree. you know who the other team that needs a running back? Oh, yeah, Buffalo. Buffalo would be another team they, they could look into. I like the Ravens, easy too. Move. I think the Ravens. I think the Ravens are pretty sold in on uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I do. And too. I think yeah. J.K. But, I mean, if you did, like, that would still be a big move if they decided to sure. do that. And I get that. And usually the Ravens are pretty dependent on multiple running backs. But I think, I think they're pretty sold on J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. No, I, I think so as well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just thought that was interesting when I heard all that stuff about Joe Judge and um, them keeping everybody there. I'm like, man, I'm, Barkley's got to make some moves. It's just another franchise that has less than stellar yeah. uh, higher-ups in the organization. I'll tell you what, Barkley can't have another year like he's having the past two years. No. And I know injury no. played a part of that, but at the same time, bro, you have to make a decision yeah. because you – if, you know – the Giants aren't setting you up for success. Right. Right? Their offensive line is doodle juice. And you need your offensive line to be productive in the NFL as a running back. Yeah. So you need to go somewhere where a team's actually trying to be has a chance to be a playoff contender and they have a solid offensive line and they have a solid, you know, quarterback and like just go to a solid team. Don't stay with the Giants. Yeah, I would like to see the Falcons like their you know, like pro football be cool. focus. Change like that offensive will, line stuff. Yeah. yeah. So um well, let's get this moving a little bit here. Um, Bucks pa- Panthers. Uh, this is the most Bucks game possible, as far as after a big loss to go in there. It was sloppy. They found a way to win. They just kind of did their thing. Uh, Panthers luckily have zero offense because some their reason they can't suck. get away from uh, Cam Newton. It wasn't e- just even when they threw in. I, I mean, I don't want to put you, like I said, we're going to trash Cam. I don't want to take this away. Sam Darnold was terrible, I was too. Say, they threw Sam Darnold. All of a sudden, I see Sam. I'm, oh, and then all of a sudden, it was back to Newton. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. But Darnold was trash. Newton's trash. This team is so lost in so many ways. I get they it. Have no I get it. Of. Well, I get it that they put so much many chips on McCaffrey. But that's also the issue, too, mm-hmm. is that you put so much on a guy who you know uh, him being hit as much as he is, he's probably going to get injured. You know, I mean, it's just probably going to happen. And uh, boy, they look bad. And they're just wasting away guys like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I mean, good receivers with this quarterback. I mean, this literally might get Matt Rule fired. Like it might. I mean, this. I mean, second season he's already done because this is just, this team is just offensively. I mean, the whole team, actually, you look at the second half yesterday when they start, the Bucks started pulling, it almost looked like they quit. Yeah, you're right. So, anyway. Go ahead. I'll go. Oh, no, I was, I was just going to say, like, for the Panthers, though, like, you know, these quarterbacks, dude, they, they fired their freaking offensive coordinator. Like, 
what, four weeks ago now? Three yeah. weeks ago? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. yeah. Bro, like, they're not going to have, they're not going to be in sync. They're not going to have anything. And it doesn't help that the performance of Cam and Sam Darnold. Um, but, I mean, bro, I just, I don't really expect much. McCaffrey's gone. They're, they're going to look like shit. It's just one of those things. So. For sure. The biggest upset of the weekend. Oh, boy. Dang. I mean, Texans, Chargers. Wow. Um, Texans, I mean, Chargers couldn't stop Texans at all. I mean, at all. And that's that's a big problem. Um, Chargers find themselves in a pretty bad situation now. I understand they're missing key pieces to their offense. Yeah. I understand that. But that doesn't make up for their defense. I mean, no, their defense no. was garbage. Yeah, it, was, it was terrible. But I do want to say this. Um, I think the uh, Houston Texans found their quarterback. You you going with long neck Mills? I'm going with Mills, man. He's looking he's looking solid. I mean he, he's play, he's playing himself into that the conversation yeah. for sure. I mean like twenty one for twenty seven, two fifty four, two touchdowns, and it looked every bit of good. Like all, everything about it was just a solid performance from him. Um, I don't know. I like it. So I think you start looking at possibly building around him. You know, they didn't have uh, Brandon Cooks. And he, he, this is, I mean, literally their top playmakers yesterday were old-ass Rex Burkhead. Uh, Chris Conley, who's been in the league for a ton of years. Uh, Brian, was that, I almost said Brian Jordan, but Brevin Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then Phil Dorsett. Phil Dorsett, outside of uh, Nico Collins, who I knew from college, Phil Dorsett's like the only other name. That's in, been in the last few years. That's been known. I mean, Rex Burkhead. I mean, like I said, he's the ultimate journeyman in this league. I mean, and, and Mills is going out and winning with these guys. So yeah, I, it, Houston should take a long look at him uh, into next season about him being the starting quarterback again. Why not? Tra- why not make the trade? If as long as all that legal stuff happens, throw Christian McCaffrey in this offense because obviously whoever they put at receiver doesn't matter because they're winning with guys that. Obviously, have you know haven't really? I mean, no, no there's no Pro Bowls on that uh, receiving core. I mean, outside Brandon Cooks, but he's hurt or he's got COVID. I, I give it a shot. I agree with Preston. I think give David Mills a shot. Why not? I mean, they're going to honestly. I could see that, that's just what the Texans do. I mean, they gave what Osweiler is seventy six million dollar contract. Am I right? Yeah. Where is he at now? Yeah. Okay, so. He's been balling. Uh, I mean, if they're going to go into next year and give him a shot, I agree with his performance. I would. I want to see him finish the year on a high note like this and then kind of reassess from there. Um, I don't know if I'll go as far as – I mean, you have to – if you're trying to win, you're going to have to build a team around your quarterback regardless. But mm-hmm. I don't want to call him the face of the franchise yet or, you know, the future – the neck of the franchise. Yeah, the neck of that neck is something, man. I'll tell you that neck is that. <laughs> but give him an opportunity to, you know, finish the year out. If he balls next year, let him, you know, name him your starter. You know, if he balls next year, then start building the team around. He's twenty three years old. I mean, the Texans still have a lot of work to go, a lot of moves to make. They have a lot of work to do. So, um, yeah, give him the opportunity to start next year. Call him your starter, then go from there. If he if he balls out next year, then. 
okay, this is the this is our this is our the, our guy. Yeah, I can't get my words out. I today. just think I'm that like, going into the draft next year, if he can finish out the season well, it takes a lot of pressure off them, especially in their first pick. Exactly, they could go more maybe defensively. Uh, you know, maybe they go get a Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon. Go get someone who can help be a difference maker. And I mean, let's be honest. Even when uh, you know when Deshaun first got there, he wasn't the face of the franchise. J.J. Watt was. So David Mills doesn't have to be the face of the franchise. They can have other guys do that as long as he plays his part and helps him win. But agree, you have to give him pieces around. Mm-hmm. Make sure I, if you're Houston, if you can sign Brandon Cooks to a long deal or a pretty good deal, sign him because he can be that number one guy for you. But then you got to get a, you got to get a running back because obviously Rex Burkhead is not going to be the answer going forward at running back. So it'll be interesting to see what Houston does. But I agree. I think for the short term answer now and into the next season, I think David Mills is your guy. Sure. But you, as an organization, you've got to build around him. How about the Bears? Woo! How about the Bears? Gang, gang. Coming up big. Gang, gang. I mean, Nick Foles, man, this guy lives for this moment to where he just shows up randomly every now and then. Plays like trash and then shows up in big moments. And then shows up in a big Crazy moment and wins. I don't know. It was just funny to see. I mean, obviously, Seahawks, it, the the conditions were crazy. I mean, neither team um, looked comfortable out there uh, running running their offense. Um but overall, I mean, got the job done when it, when it needed most. Man. Big win. Um, I don't know if it was a win they needed. They might have wanted to just play uh, what lose out and just get a better draft pick. But uh, either or, it's a, it's a win. And especially with any time you can win with your third-string quarterback, I think you'll take it. You know, when you yeah. need a big win, put in the biggest dig. So, big dig, uh, Nick. Nick coming in. Uh, I mean, he, you know, Nick Foles. Yeah, you're right, Nick Foles. It's it's weird when it comes up when he's needed the when he's needed the most in certain situations. He he just tends to make big plays in that final drive. Uh, made some big throws. Uh, you know, helps having a running back like David Montgomery. You know, who is just. Uh, you got to say one of the top three, probably most underrated running backs. Maybe even you could argue maybe players in the league. I mean, that guy just—he is just unbelievable. I mean, just picks up tough yards. He just runs with crazy aggression, um, and he's great in the passing game too. So it's—it was a big win for the Bears. Uh, you know, Russ. You know, as talking about Russ real quick, and see the Seahawks again. I just fully believe that he's going. to uh, Pete Carroll might be gone, too. I just think Russ, in a way, might be checked out. But I'll say this, too. That final drive, he's, he was terrible. Yeah. I mean, he had – he missed Lockett early on a throw, got back to him. And then on a fourth down uh, – the fourth down play, he had Lockett doing a drag across the middle wide open. Gets you a first down, and he overthrows him by, like, five feet. I mean – he missed a lot of throws on Sunday. The, the offense in the second half is credit to the uh, Chicago defense because they did play tough in that second half. Um, but that offense just looked terrible. Unless it was Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny ran hard and ran really well. Um, but I'm not going to take it away. The Bears' big win. I mean, I'm always happy to see my Bears win. Uh, I just wish it meant more for me, honestly, because... I mean, they're still sitting at five and ten. There's no chance for the playoffs. <laughs> um, I know, I know, I'm taking it away, but it's like it's a nice Christmas present. Honestly, sure. no, and, and I appreciate it. And I, you know, I'm always rooting for my team, no matter how bad we are. Um, shit, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, I, to me, it just kind of looked like 
they're, the Seahawks are checked out, like you said. Russ is checked out. I think you know, he they is, just, yeah. They just, they didn't look good. They didn't look like they gave a fuck. So, um, yeah, the Bears went in there and got a victory. Foles, I don't know who the fuck he is. Like, <laughs> and It's like he's just like, I'm going to be basic as fuck until... <laughs> Until all of it, until the big moment, and then all of a sudden I'm going to put on my Superman cape. But um, no big win for the Bears, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy my team got a victory. Uh, I don't care if it was by one point. <laughs> a win is a win. Uh, but yeah. 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 Um, well, Matt Nagy still needs to be fired. Yeah, yeah for sure. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Big win for the Chiefs as well. Um, wow. This game was never in question. It was over early. It was over early. Um, and uh, the Steelers did exactly what they couldn't do, and that was fall behind quick and early uh, because that does not play in their favor. Um, man, it, the Chiefs can throw only two passes to Tyreek and score 36 points and not have Kelsey. Um, are we done saying that the Chiefs are missing something? <laughs> they're dangerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, we, should, we, we were done saying that they're missing something, ago. bro. Like, because, you know, Patrick Mahomes goes 23 for 30 with 258 yards and three touchdowns. Are we done saying they're not in sync? Oh, yeah. Because just last game, a couple games ago, have, yeah. Kelsey had 191 yards. Mm-hmm. Gets the charge, yeah. yeah. A couple touchdowns. Yep. Something like that. So, bro, look, the Chiefs. They're the real deal, man. The Chiefs are back full force. Um, obviously, they're going to get it to the playoffs, and whoever has to deal with them and play in Kansas City, uh, good, good luck. luck. <laughs> good luck. I, so, I think the one team uh, that can handle that is the team we talked about a little bit ago is the is the Bills. Yep. I think they. I think they're the one team built to go into Kansas City and and win. I agree. They're they're high powered. Kind of offense. I think they are. Just kind of allude thing. to who the Bills, who have the Bills beat other than the Chiefs. That was a few weeks ago, but uh, I know. You just, I'm saying though, you did talk about yeah, it a no, few absolutely. episodes ago. No, I mean, and it's the same thing. Like, no, I agree, but th- I mean, let's remember last year, Bills, same situation. I mean, they were they were going into this season knowing that Chiefs were the team to beat. Yeah, that that was going to be their hump. They got to get over that hump, and it's beating the Chiefs. Um, but I agree that they're, they're the they're the closest thing that is set up to you, play with the. I mean, yeah, the yeah. yeah, that's and that's what everybody wants to. But at the same time, like I feel like this Kansas City's defense is a lot different than it was last year. Am I right or wrong? Uh, I don't. They're, they're, I don't know. I mean, what, adding Melvin Ingram is a different gives him a different element. Adding getting him on that defense, and, and you see as soon as he's joined that defense. The pass rush has been d- different. They can move uh, Chris Jones back to his natural spot deep tackle. Mm-hmm. You have Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram now on the uh, ends. That is a difference maker. I'll give you that. That is the difference but maker just to the me. Way they've been performing though. Like they've been holding these teams to with high powered offense. Look at what they did with the Cowboys. Yeah, I. And you can't tell me that the Bills have more offense than the Cowboys. I can say their offense is playing better than the Cowboys outside of yesterday. I mean, I guess, bro. I don't know yeah. how you could say that when the team just put up 56 points. I said outside of yesterday, but I'm just we're saying, not talking though, about like, this as week. Far, as far as, like, if everybody on the team is healthy, I think the Cowboys' offense is more elite than the Bills. The Bills' offense, literally, they have Josh Allen. And if he's not throwing for 300-plus yards and rushing for 60. Well, then, I mean, tell me, I mean, I love CD. 
Tell me one receiver. Tell me a receiver on the Dallas Cowboys is better, Stephon Diggs. No, bro. Stephon no, Diggs is elite. Yeah, I'm just saying, saying. But like, st- that's it. Yeah, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. That's it. On the Cowboys, you just have more variety. You have I think CD. Doc- you have um, Cooper. Cooper. You have you know Zeke. You have Pollard. You have that. You have like they just have more going. And then on the defensive side, I think on the defensive side for them. the Cowboys. You know what I mean? You have a lot of playmakers. So I mean, it's just like I I don't know. I I I kind of disagree. I think the Bills offense right now. I think for majority of the season they've played better than the Cowboys have. But the de- the defense for the Cowboys has been the biggest thing. Is that how well they've played? Oh yeah. But no, and so I'll say the Bills this too. Play better than the Cowboys. Yep. Okay. Offensively or overall? I'm talking about offensively. Yeah, offensively. Offensively, yeah. I mean, I, the Cowboys went through that little stretch where no, they, they were just terrible stretch, offensively. The, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about the Bills were might be pretenders. So it's right. just like I'm Unless, just not willing to back. Like I, I, I appreciate Josh Allen and his performance and the Bills and what they've been doing, but we'll see, man. We'll see. I just think those conditions in Kansas City in January. I think the bill. I think the Bills. And don't and let's not take a. Let's not just poo-poo this. They went. They did go. Into, I don't care where the, who the Chiefs were at the time. They went into. They went into Kansas City earlier this season and beat the shit out of them. So they are confident going into Arrowhead. So I'm not take that. I'm not taking that away from them at all. Obviously, the Chiefs are a different team now. Hell yeah. But again, <sighs> I think if there is a team right now in the AFC that is built to go into Kansas City and play with them, it's it's Buffalo. Yeah, we're saying that. Um, big game this weekend, though, for the Chiefs. I mean, at the Bengals, obviously uh, they're riding high. Uh, means a lot for the Bengals. Um, means a lot for the Chiefs. Chiefs win and uh, Titans loss, they can wrap up the one seed. Um, so both teams are going to be. Chiefs need this win. Well, but so do the Bengals if they want to make the playoffs. So yeah, this is probably it's the game of the week right here. It's kind of a, one of those games that it's like, wow. So we'll definitely preview that one really hard on Thursday. Um, but yeah, Chiefs. I mean, eight in a row. That's enough said. I mean, that's all you got to say there. Um, doing some good things. That confidence going into the playoffs, boy, is about to be elite. Yeah. Raiders Broncos. Um, not was, much to say about this. Not one. much to say here. It was it was a good game. I, I watched a lot of this. Um, but yeah, overall, not, not nothing too crazy. And then uh, you got the uh, Oklahoma State Cowboys scoring 56 points. Oh, no, that's the Dallas Cowboys. That's why I saw 56 <laughs> points, and I was like, holy, that's got to be college. This now, is another game that wasn't Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they got on quick. I mean, all of a sudden, I, I'll tell you right now, I didn't watch um, until it was probably uh, right after, th- somewhere in the third quarters when I first turned this game on. But uh, I saw the score of 42 points in the first half. I was like, Holy hell! Yeah, we 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 were bragging about this Washington defense. It seemed like just what three weeks ago. Yeah, how they'd got things going and everything. Um, we're talking about how much we like uh, Heineke. All these things. I, I think there's a bit of a couple things here. Last week was a bad loss for Washington. Kind of knocked them off their their yeah. track or whatever, and then it uh, ultimately went down to Cowboys finally clicked. Because 56 points in the NFL is just impressive. Um, any, yeah. and I don't care who you're playing, anything. 56 points is 56 points. And Dak uh, looks like Dak. This looks like the guy who the they paid the money thing, to. Uh, yeah. is he went out there and he balled out 330 yards, four tutties. Um, did some nice things. 
on the uh, the running game, obviously they didn't really need it because they were doing so many good things through the air. How pissed is Caitlin? It's still a weird. Why? Why is it? why is she pissed? Oh, Kazik. Oh, uh, uh, because they said they set the starters like uh, I yeah. think like mid third quarter they start yeah. playing the backups. Well, that's what I was about to say is because I mean I don't know they they just got to figure some stuff out still. I, I just don't. I am not convinced that this is a championship football team. Until they can show that they can run the football or be consistent. Um, well, Dak Dak has to play more like this. Points. Well, it definitely goes on Dak. At yeah. the end of the day, it's definitely Dak. But Elliot, that's what I wanted to get to is Elliot and just being so. I mean, nine carries, thirty-seven yards, had a touchdown. But I, I don't know, man. He's not that guy anymore. Oh no! no I, I've been alluding to this all I, for like the last crazy. like I, month. I get, it's just weird to think like. It just seems like this guy was a superstar just the other day, and now here he is coming with his new body and everything this year. Supposed to have a big year, and well, it's almost like he waited too long to get in shape. Yeah, to put in the time and to work to to be in game shape, and now they you get a guy like Pollard who has you know kind of for them for that offense kind of game changing speed. Um, and he could do they could do he could do just about the same thing that Zeke can in the passing game. So he, in a way, like, in a way, is just he's more of a guy that fits that offense that can get them really going. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and, and to say Zeke is not the guy, I just mean when when I say that or when you say that, Zeke just can't be the twenty-five or thirty carry guy. Like he he can still be an effective running back, but he yeah. needs to. He they need to to adapt that. Two running back system, which is big. Yeah, they've but that's going. not what you just paid him for. To no, be a two, no, two back and that's, guy. And that's, that's the thing the that problem. sucks. That's yeah. the thing that sucks for running backs. You know, that's why I talked about running backs need to sign like two year contracts. You know, so the thing that sucks is they paid this guy, um, and he's not worth what they gave him. But at the same time, I mean, he could still be a threat for you if you have that two running back system with Pollard, who can yeah. definitely go in and change the speed of the game and change things up. So. Yeah. I'm interested to see, you know, I just want to see more consistency from the from the Cowboys. They have the talent to be a Super Bowl team, but can they put it together? That's all I want to see. So, I just want to see more consistency from their offense. Their defense yeah. is clearly playing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like terrific. Off, so, the offense. So, offense. Most yeah. likely, what, what we just said from Dak. From Dak. From I mean, Dak, so. if Dak plays, if Dak plays like this, Holy or even shit. like 75 percent of what he played last day. There, it is going to be them against the Packers, or who knows in the NFC Championship. Or the Bucks, or the yeah. Bucks, yeah, and the Bucks, and it could be a rematch of that first game of the season. Because if he plays like that, then good luck to any of the other, most of these other teams that are going to play against him for the rest of the season into the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, overall, great weekend of football. Um, you know, we're two weeks away from the playoffs. Uh, with a lot of lot still on the table, so we'll uh, Thursday we'll preview uh, the weekend because it's going to be a big weekend of football there too. So that's that's the best part of this time of year is it seems like every game matters. So that's super exciting. Uh, let's transition right over to college real quick because it is game week yep. and it is really weird uh, to be in this position because I think this might be one of the least excited games I've ever been. Uh, Talk about the OU game? Uh, for the OU game. Uh, be- and it's not even like because I don't care. It's just like I've almost kind of written this season off already. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like 
I almost it's almost a bonus I'm getting to watch another game but I'm also like I don't even know who's playing <laughs> it seems like so many guys have opted out or, or whatever yeah now we're worried about COVID because what we had two more bowl games get canceled yeah, this and, weekend and apparently that Arizona uh, Bowl the Barstool uh, Bowl is, is it, they're looking at it possibly being canceled oh now too gosh. see and that's why like I'm also not getting my hopes up yet either is because I'm just waiting for COVID to strike again and hurt, you know, cancel OU game two. So well, apparently in the Oregon panel, they've been hit with some guys who yeah. with opt-outs and with some COVID. Well, so that must be why, because there was a big line jump today. I saw it jump from four and a half to seven yeah. um, to OU. So uh, overall, though, it is a football game. Uh, it is the University of Oklahoma. So I will be excited about this for Wednesday. I've already alluded to the lineup on Wednesday. It's a very good lineup of games. Mm-hmm. So I'll be watching all that, getting ready for the OU game. Um, ultimately, what are a couple things that you need to see from this game, Sam, to kind of get you ready for next year, get this team ready for next year? And uh, Or is there anything that – does this matter at all? Is there anything that we can actually take from this? Well, there's a couple things that matter outside of what, what the team has. There's a couple things that matter. One – is the return of Bob Stoops? That that alone for OU fans is enough to get get the get the blood pumping the a little bit. Yeah, get the juices flowing. Two, it's against Oregon. Last time that they played Oregon, uh, it was a very let's just say controversial game. Um, so there is that kind of feeling about them, and then of course Bob coached in that game too. But as far as this team goes, one you just want to see them. End on a high note. You want to see them end in a win after everything that's happened, not just this season, but these last few weeks with uh, Riley leaving, with just the staff being kind of the defensive side of the ball anyway, just being hit. They've had four their four their best offense our defensive guys have opted out uh, and are heading to the pros or getting ready for the pros. Um, so you want to see some of these young guys get they finally get this chance to step up and it's not like they're they're like three star or walk on guys. I mean these are guys that are legit four star guys that are now getting this chance. And they don't have to worry about some of those schemes or schematics that Grinch had set up with rotating guys in and out. I mean these guys are gonna get some really good playing time. So seeing them come out and play with that fire and getting this chance to uh play is gonna be huge. And then of course it's gonna come down to Caleb Williams. You know, Caleb uh the last three weeks were kinda up and down. I mean, I put more of that on his head coach than I do him. But uh having him come out, you know, he's uh, after the OSU game, he's now had so many weeks apart. I mean, now coming out and just playing well, heading into next season, just giving them a lot of confidence. That'll be key for me. Yeah. No, I mean, that's kind of what I'm, I mean, I'm thinking the same thing, essentially. I, I just want to see Williams get out there, have fun, you know, play a good game, and kind of just build some momentum for next year. Hopefully, you know, we're all kind of waiting for him to officially say he's going to stay. Um, but I think a good win here, a, a good atmosphere, uh, you know, just realizing he's clicking well with this team and there's no reason to go anywhere else. I think if all that kind of go- happens, you know, I think we're good there. Uh, but ultimately, it, for me, it is Bob Stoops. I mean, that that's what I'm most excited about, seeing the program guy, mm-hmm. uh, seeing him out there coaching again. That's going to be so cool to see. Uh, super excited about that. And, um, yeah, I, I just want to see us – kind of show everybody like look we're okay we're going to move forward 
we're a uni- we're a program before Lincoln Riley. We're going to be a program after Lincoln Riley. Um, and there's no better way to start than getting a big dub uh, right out the gate. So hopefully that that's how this plays out. One thing I do like to see, and uh, you know, it happened. It's been going on with some teams. I mean, obviously, the new OC is doing it for his team. But uh, seeing uh, guys like Jamar Kane, Brian Odom, uh, and uh, Calvin Thibodeau come back and coach one final game with their guys uh, is something I like to see. And that's another reason why I kind of want them to get the win is because I want these guys, those coaches, to go out on a high note before they head off to their next jobs. A couple of them going to SC, um, one going to SMU. I mean, they got put in a shitty position by Riley. Um, and they're just doing what they think is best for their players. So, I, you know, hats off to them. And, uh, again, another reason why I like to see them get the W. I like it. I'm excited, man. Like, it, it is weird to think that, it, like I said, it is game week, but it is here. Uh, we're just a couple days away. Um, so hopefully we can keep COVID away and everyone out of trouble and have a good bowl game. Um, but there are other bowl games this week uh, that I am – excited about including mm-hmm. tomorrow which is mississippi state texas tech yeah that's now that's gonna we, be we've fun been talking about this it, it, it's finally happening the, the mike leach bowl the, the leach bowl yeah for sure uh super excited to see how this all plays out hopefully mississippi state kicks the dog shit out of tech yeah just to send the message being like hey you messed up um but yeah ultimately like i said the, the most disappointing thing I did forget to mention, which was one of the games that got canceled, is Wednesday, was the SMU-Virginia game. I oh, was, man, yeah. I was really excited for that. I, I thought there was going to be a lot of points in that game and really excited to see how, how that all played out. But unfortunately, Tuesday's, that, that got canceled. Uh, but Tuesday's got actually a really good slate of games. I mean, Houston-Auburn's interesting. Uh, I don't know where Houston or Auburn's head's at right now. I mean, obviously, there, it'll be no Bo Nix as he's now heading off to Oregon. You know, Houston coming off that loss to Cincinnati, but they still got uh, – this is still a solid matchup to, you know, go out on the high note versus um, Air Force and Louisville. If there's one reason and one reason to watch that game, Malik Cunningham uh, – Basically, I mean, obviously the school he plays for, he is he's an electric player, kind of a poor man's uh, Lamar Jackson, but man, he is still fun to watch. And then, like I said, Mississippi State, Texas Tech, but the night game, two night games, uh, you have the uh, Holiday Bowl, UCLA and North Carolina State, uh, an eight four nine three team. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. I think that's going to be a really good game, actually. And then, of course, the uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, uh, West Virginia, Minnesota. Yeah, some of these names. It's the worst names, bro. Dude. I mean. It's like the White Sox field. What is it called? Oh, is it like. It's like Guaranteed Rate. rate. I think it is Guaranteed it Rate. It is Guaranteed Rate. Field. And then, of course, you know, tomorrow, the or Wednesday, uh, Preston should be ready for the Pinstripe Bowl. I was about to say, Pinstripe Bowl, yep. Yeah, is but. There's um, Crypto Bowl in here somewhere, too. I mean, the cheese Bowl is on Wednesday, too. The cheese Bowl. The, the cheese Bowl man. is, like, the most iconic bowl. Because, yeah. I mean, one, they had one of the shittiest games ever. Oh, yeah. What Did was that, TCU in Oregon? Yeah. Do they eat cheeses out of the trophy there? Someone's going like to get cheeses dumped they, on they them. Dump in them. That, yeah. Oh, they dump them. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, Tuesday's got not, Tuesday and Wednesday have some nice little string of games. So, definitely something to watch for yeah. uh, coming up the next couple of days. And then, yeah, obviously on Thursday's show, we'll be getting uh, getting ready or we'll be talking about these games that have already taken place, which will be 
North Carolina, South Carolina. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. That will be a great game. Tennessee, Purdue. That, that should, could be a good that one. That could be a good game. And then by the time we're starting the show, we'll be uh, Pitt, Pitt versus Michigan State. Which and I hate to say it, I don't give a shit about this say, game. Which was supposed to have been a big game. Unfortunately, players opting out and everything, it's it's not going to be quite the same. But um, overall, two programs that had pretty good years, you know. So, um, yeah, man, it's crazy college football's ending. But uh, it is a fun time of year because you get to see a lot of good games, a lot of fun matchups. So, uh, do you have anything you guys want to add? Well, would you guys like to know where we stand in our uh, oh, pickums? Yeah, pick <laughs> Let me just say this right now: we are absolute trash <laughs> picking these games right now. It'd be interesting to see what with some of these games that got canceled to see how we would be doing. But right now, as far as record goes, Preston sits at one with uh, nine and eight. I am at eight and nine, and Antoine's at six and eleven. But because it's a point system, I am number one right now at two eighteen. Preston's got two, or he's got one twenty three, and then Antoine's got sixty three. Antoine and I are just so backloaded in our points. Yeah. It's like so we'll we'll see. Hopefully, I get some points. Yeah, be interesting to see, but uh, no, it's. I just, uh, you told me to stick with it. You said, you know what, bro, you might as well just stick it out. So I'm like, yeah, what the fuck I'm gonna do. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see, but uh, yeah. The next few days are going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good games. And, of course, Thursday we will touch on the playoff games for the, that are coming out on, uh, was it Friday? Did the playoff games are on Friday? Yeah. Yep. yep. There we go. So we'll be talking about the playoff games come Friday, uh, getting ready for that and get ready to then head into the national championship. Yep, for sure. And let me tell you, obviously we've got a little bit more to talk about here tonight, but – Thursday show is going to be electric. Uh, I, there's so this many. This is the most fun episode we're going to have. This is going to be our yeah our funnest episode we've had this year. We've got a lot to talk about as far as getting you know we'll be recapping the OU game. Hopefully, I'm excited about that. But we're also going to you know end the year strong. Uh, we're going to play some uh, short bus. For those who don't know what short bus is, we will break you in. Uh, but that's going to be a lot of fun, and ultimately just enjoy, man. I mean, it ended twenty twenty one. It's been a hell of a year, uh, but we're uh, we're going to send it off strong. So, are we going to have some guests and, in in the I, I in think the house? So. Right. Do you know is uh, is your lady friend going to come? My lady friend, yeah. Preston and uh, my girlfriend. Yeah, Preston and Antoine's uh, ladies. <laughs> I mean, if I ask her, your to side come, piece? She'll, she'll come. She'll come okay. for sure. So. <laughs> he's he's actually oh, Yeah, I think so. All right. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, so it should be a good time. Technically, so. we'll be our first guest of the episode. Yeah. So, or the, the podcast. He's bringing Pamela Henderson. So. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sweet, sweet lady. <laughs> so nice. So nice. Um, but, yeah, so that, that'll wrap up our NFL, our, our football, excuse me. Uh, hit us real quick. You had a couple things you want to talk about the NBA. So. Tell us about that real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I got to get my power rankings for Monday. Hold on one second. All right. So, for my power rankings, uh, let me just touch on it real quick. Um, number one right now, Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, number one and two, I got the Warriors and the Suns. I know I keep interchanging them. Uh, Warriors got the big win over the Suns again on Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they get that top spot there. <clears throat> Warriors are 8-2 and two the last 10 games, and the Suns are 7-3. Still the two best teams in the league by far. Yeah. Uh, right there at number three in the number three spot, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they're still balling this year. They're starting to figure some things out. Uh, 
Good win on Christmas. Yeah, good win on Christmas against the Lakers, who are doodle juice. Yeah. Uh, so the Nets are seven and three their last ten games. Um, and I'm interested. I don't think they, Katie didn't play Christmas, right? He did not. No. So yeah, so they that's definitely a big win for them to, to yeah. play. You know, without Kyrie and Katie. Uh, number four, I have the Jazz. Uh, Jazz big win against the Mavericks on Christmas. Um, it was a good game, but you know, Jazz pulled it out. They don't get enough love. They're eight and two their last ten games, and the Jazz are the number three team in the West. In the West, uh, so I have them at number four, and at number five, Chicago Bulls, baby. Oh, they're back. Chicago Bulls back in the power rankings. Welcome back. Let's go, my team. Uh, let me go, give you guys a stat and just tell me. It's crazy to me, but Demar Derozan and Zach Levine. This is their this is their stat line. Demar twenty six point seven points. Levine twenty six point three points. For rebounds five point one for Demar and five point three for Zach. Assists four point two and four point three for Zach. Wow. How crazy is that? Mirroring like each to other. be the two top stars on the team and to you know have stats, statistics that similar. Yeah, like that just shows other, that you guys yeah. are are playing ball together. So. You know, I was pretty excited to put them back in the top five. I kind of had them on a the bubble the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, but they've been playing, man. They've been they've been balling out. Um, I'm proud of the way these guys have been playing. I know they lost to the Warriors uh, a couple, a few games ago, but you know, the Warriors are the Warriors, so everybody loses to the Warriors. Um, <laughs> Real so quick, yeah, I'm pretty. I wanted to say, I mean, you mentioned obviously L.A. being just you know terrible dog shit. Uh, well, how about the other L.A. team, Clippers, sitting at? Yeah. 17 and 16. Oh, they're trash too. And now Paul George is out. As I say, at what point do we go ahead and call that just an absolute now? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Now? Yeah, it's not like we haven't seen this team at their full potential. Right. And they just fell short, to be honest with you. I think in the bubble, they really didn't live up to expectations. Oh, no. You know, the bubble, the bubble for me is just one of those situations where it was hard to come off of that long layoff. Then to just go back in there and just be balling like that, but I mean, just just even the last, last year, they didn't. I mean, they're not they're not playing to their expectations, man. And you just have to like call a spade a spade and just <laughs> do something different. I mean, obviously Kawhi and Paul George are elite talents, but not just because you're an elite talent doesn't mean that you can play alongside of an elite person. Yeah, somebody has to take a back pedal. Somebody is, has to be pivoted. Real quick, is Paul George elite? Paul George is a B plus player. That's that's kind of where I'm at on him. Too. Yeah, Paul George, and, and and when I say that, honestly, Paul George has is a B plus player, and he can play like an A minus player sometimes. But Paul George is never going to be the guy to take you to the next level. Nope, nope. He's just not that guy. And you know, even when he was playing on on the Thunder, and he was having a MVP type year before he got injured. In my mind, Paul George has always been. He a needs a side. He always player. needs a, He needs a lead guy. Where if he's you a put, If you put Paul George on the team in his prime, that team's never going to get out of the third, second, or third round in the playoffs. Never. So that's just that's just my yeah. opinion. I don't even. I don't know if he can go. Maybe join Portland, and maybe things will look a little different because you know Dame's just so dynamic. But. I just don't. I just don't see that for Paul George. But one thing I do want to talk about, obviously, the Lakers are. Well, before are we get trash. to the negativity about the Lakers, I do want to give a little love to our local team, the Thunder. 
who have now oh, won four, four of their last five, and their one loss was a 12-point loss to that number two team that you had, uh, the Suns. Uh, and real quick, uh, NBA, if you do not make Shea Gilgis-Alexander a all-star this year, then you can go fuck yourself because that's a joke. <laughs> I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, oh, man, Sam's hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, came at, I came at the NBA a little bit because uh, he should have been an all-star last year. Yep. He should be an all-star this year. Uh, so make, make it happen. Okay. You know the NBA is really good at that, bro, because they left Dame off the All Star. Yeah, yeah. A couple years. So. Hey, real quick though, since we, I mean, obviously we joke about it, and well, it's halfway joking, I guess, uh, about when I see the Thunder win, <laughs> I'm upset. Yeah. Seriously though, what are we doing? Like, what's <laughs> like? It, it's I guess it's cool because your team's competitive and you can be in games and stuff like that. But you're ultimately just shitting on your future because you're you're putting yourself in a position to where you're never going to be able to really move from where you're at because you're just going to consistently be there's, well, right now average. Right now they're sitting at twelve and twenty, uh, which would be one, Are you two, for your draft pick? three, yeah. four, five. Yeah. They got the fifth worst. They got the fifth worst record in the league. This it's going to happen exactly how it would happen last year because last year they were only five games under five hundred going into the All Star break and they were playing really well. All of a sudden, I mean, he might have been hurt for a little bit, but all of a sudden, Shea's missing a lot of games because of injury. Lou Dort's missing a lot of games because of injury. They'll sit Josh Giddy. I mean, when those three sat against the Grizzlies a few weeks ago, they lost by 73. Yeah. This is going to start happening. The Thunder will play this way, and then once they realize that they need to start tanking, they'll just legitimately start tanking. I'm just saying. Yeah, that. it's just one of those things where, bro, you have an elite talent, like a guy, a guy like Shea. I mean, it, when he's on the floor, bro, he's just such a difference maker yeah. that, you know, it's hard for you to necessarily lose games with that type of talent. I mean, Shea's the type of guy where you wish he would sprain a toe for the year and then the way you guys can suck. And then, yeah. you know, he come back healthy next year type situation. So, um, I mean, you don't wish, you know, no, injuries I, on anybody. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if you're, if you're worried about draft picks, but as long as he's on the floor, he's going to be a difference maker and he's going to ball out for you guys and it's going to be hard to yeah. – to, to lose games. It's just obviously with this team, with this market, everything has to click at the right time. Mm-hmm. And we're, the Thunder are in such a weird position because they've got some real talent that if they're not careful, they're going to end up having to trade away because they're going to be right in that weird spot where they're too good that they're they're not good enough to be competitive and win, you know, be a real threat, but they're too good to be a lottery team. And when, if they find themselves in that position, they're going to put themselves in a bad spot for years to come. So do you think it's smart for the Thunder to maybe trade some of those picks and try to get some actual – do you think they should get some veteran talent, somebody that's established, or do you think they should get some, like, I wouldn't be mad players? about it. I wouldn't be mad about it yeah. if they did that because eventually you have all this draft capital. You just cannot sit on it for so long. I mean, Would you've you got to ben use Simmons? some of it to to make a trade. Right? Would you, you take Ben Simmons? Fuck no. Yeah, I don't know. No. Just, I, why does everybody hate? Him? I'll say this. I'll say this about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons on one side of the floor is elite defense. Defensively, he is elite. Okay. On the other side of the he's floor, he's a playmaker too. I would. I. He he's such a head case on the offensive say, side. That's the problem. Though. He's such a head case on the offensive case. side of the court that I I just couldn't do it. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, he definitely gets in his own head to where he won't even shoot the ball. But 
he's such an elite defender and he's such an elite playmaker that if he did come to the Thunder, he wouldn't make a difference. Especially playing alongside mm. Shea, it'd be a fresh start, a smaller market, not as much pressure to play on the Thunder as it is to play on some a team well, like the Sixers. Well, here's the biggest problem we, we with that. I mean, obviously the um, the GM and the upper management make these decisions. At the same time, too, we've alluded to it before how a player-driven league the NBA is. I'm almost 100% sure that if they did trade him to Oklahoma City, he he would say, I'm not going to play. He, I think he has that kind of ego where he I would do that. I think he just wants to get out at one point. But I it, mean, even uh, if it's a temporary, team, I don't think you should trade your picks for him. Though, no, I, I wouldn't trade for him because yeah. one, he's a head case. Obviously, as I mentioned, defensively elite. I mean, he was an all-first-team team defensive last year. But he's a head case on the offensive side. I also think and he does. he has an ego. He has an ego, and like I just thought Jimmy would be worried about if they trade for him, if he would just say, like, I'm not going to play. Yeah. So, I hear what you're saying. I, I agree yeah. with that. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, I agree there, is a lot, there is a lot to like about Ben Simmons. The problem is, is that one side of the court, he, he just he, it's like he almost needs a therapist no, for that side. Yeah. So. It's like a Markel Fultz jump shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yikes. <laughs> Pretty much. That's how these were being I think those both guys were playing on the same team at the same time, oh, too. Oh, jeez. That was just gross. Poor beat. Yeah, poor um, but last thing I wanted to talk, talk about with basketball real quick before we uh, go to the next subject. Um, Amon Shepard, 2016 team. Do we want to talk about the Lakers real quick, too? Lakers are shitty. That's all I want to talk about. They're shitty. I'm getting to that point. And now we're talking Lakers. Yeah, yeah. At the Lakers. We talked about them last week. But um, Amon Shumpert, 2016 teammate of LeBron James, won the championship with him. Um, You know, he was on the podcast. Uh, You know, I've kind of been watching a little bit of this guy's podcast. He's pretty good. Um, I'm not going to give him a shout-out because he's not paying. But uh, he, Amon Shumpert on the podcast, said that he feels like LeBron James uh, ruined the NBA. I want to know how you guys feel about that before I give my input on it. Um, so let's start with Preston because Preston is actually a Miami Heat fan. And at one point in time, he was a LeBron James fan before LeBron left. But, you know, typical yeah. Preston so, fashion. Let me let me coincide this real quick. Uh, Dwayne Wade, outside of Michael Jordan, Dwayne Wade's my favorite player of all time. So I was technically a Miami Heat fan yeah. for a little while. No, that's, Dwayne, bro, I'm a yeah. LeBron fan, so like, I'm rooting I for the say, Heat so, too, so. Yeah, let me clarify my, my stance here. Okay. So I've always been an Oklahoma City fan since they got here. But, but before they were here, I was a big Heat fan because I loved Alonzo Mourning. When he was there, it, it was just electric. I loved everything about it. Then all of a sudden when I started kind of really getting into basketball, the Heat had drafted some guy named Dwayne Wade. And I was like, hey, this guy's kind of cool. It's kind of, and man, he was electric, Who's man. Who's Dwayne Wade? Yeah. There's a guy who led Marquette to yeah. the Final Four. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then all of a sudden, of course, they got Shaq and, you know, got their first dub, or first uh, championship. championship with him. 2006. All, just very, mm-hmm. all, it was a great time. Well, then, all of a sudden, well, there's chatter that LeBron James might be coming to the Heat. And it was like, well, I'm never going to be mad when the best player on the planet is going to come to your team. I mean, that, that was, you know, that was an electric time. when then all of a sudden, Bosch is on. And, I mean, you had the big three. It was fun. I, had a lot of, I watched more basketball during that time because, obviously, the Heat or the Thunder were really good at that time. Who did you root for? Oh, the dude, Thunder that, in the finals. That, 
It was such a weird. I, I, dude, for, locally, I, obviously, I wanted the Thunder to win. It was like, but at that point, LeBron had already lost a championship and like I, or a couple at that point. I'd wanted him to like get his. So I was, it was a weird time. I don't know. It was really odd. I almost got my ass beat at Fastlers. Really? They had the finals game going. Yeah. And obviously, everybody in there is a Thunder, Thunder fan. fan. Yeah. I come in there with my Miami Heat shirt, shirt on, and everybody just look. If I wasn't freaking 6'5", big black guy, then I would definitely have got my ass beat. <laughs> well, no doubt about it, bro. Like, I thought I was going to get jumped. I was like, damn, I, I definitely messed up. I definitely <laughs> wanted a Thunder win. I wanted to win to like average like 30, 10, and 10, yeah. but I wanted the Thunder to win. So, I, anyway, it was a weird time. But so it's kind of a weird situation for me because like I benefited from the big three happening, right? I got to see LeBron win a couple championships. Uh, you know, things were it was an exciting time for basketball. But to spin it, the way things have done now to where it's like everyone wants to team up together, the concept of that. Is what I have a problem with. And that's where it all goes back to LeBron James was the one who got this together. You know, the, the rumors of talking about how everyone that year was going to be in free agency at the same time and how cool would it be if we could all play together and da 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 and all that. That's where I think LeBron James has a part in quote unquote ruining basketball. However, Everyone's got to adapt that same mentality. It's on everybody to decide what they want to do. I mean, LeBron could keep doing it, and all of a sudden people had to try to match that, I guess, in that sense. But overall, to put it all on LeBron, no. But LeBron has a big part in it, yes. Speaking of LeBron, he just got dunked on. Oh, I know. I was Uh, about to say. This is how I feel about it. I think I'm kind of where you're at, Preston. LeBron definitely had a big part in it. Uh, just, I guess, the way it was done, more so than three big names teaming up, because when you look at the Celtics um, and the way they had a big three, it kind of came together organically. Exactly. Like, they didn't they didn't have a conversation of, hey, let's all team up. Yeah, but, I mean, you still had three future Hall of Famers and three mm-hmm. All-Stars on the same team competing against these other teams for a championship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we saw some battles in the finals with them and, and, and Kobe, you know, on the Lakers, which was really entertaining. I loved it. Yeah. Um, but LeBron definitely set the table for this shit. And I'm going to say it now. LeBron did have a big part in the way the NBA, a lot of things are done in the NBA. A yeah. huge part. He set the table. But the person... Who really took it to a whole nother level? It's Katie. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Because let me tell you the difference between Kevin Durant and LeBron. I think the way LeBron did did this whole situation with him, you know, t- you know, putting it on TV, the decision, the decision, and all of that. The stuff, decision that, could be the biggest reason why that, that, that was, that was the biggest part. reason why yeah. that whole situation became what it is now, uh, or what it was. Because um, I'm not mad at him for teaming up. Because the, the Cavaliers were ab- putting absolutely nobody around LeBron. Yeah. If somebody can name me another person other than Verigile from the 2007 Cavs Finals team, you know what I'm saying? Like, kudos to you. But, you know, LeBron was always the guy on the Cavs. They never were putting elite talent around him. Nobody wanted to play in Cleveland. 
So LeBron did what he needed to do to get a championship and elevate his career. So I'm not mad at him for that, but I am upset at the way he did it. Now, Kevin Durant did the biggest bitch move I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. For him to almost beat this team, not get the job done, the next year you say, instead of me maybe just going to another team and, and, and helping them become the number one team, you go to the number one team that was 73-9, and nine, that's yeah. a puss move. And, and I feel like he, like, yeah, LeBron set the table, but Kevin Durant took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you're like, wait, DeMarcus Cousins is now going to the Warriors? Wait. This team is going. This, this player is going here like that. That really like pushed the the jar marbles over the edge, and then everything went everywhere. And then when you listen to that, it's not like they weren't the Thunder weren't going to not help KD because obviously Russ is still there. They were going to bring in more than likely Al Horford when Al Horford was still really doing well. He was planning on signing with the Thunder. Um, because of because uh, with Durant and with Westbrook, so it's just they could be right back there. So yeah, I totally agree with that. I th- felt like I agree with you. LeBron set the table. Kevin Durant just said grace. Hell yeah. Um, and it, the one again, and one other thing you mentioned. Obviously, one team is seventy three and nine. It's not like the Heat yes. just came off a playoff push. No. They won like. I, did, was this the year they won like like 30, 90, like, like thirty one games thirty something games because and then they won so like nineteen to, the year before. Now, granted, Dwayne exactly. got hurt, but they come off thirty ones, and Dwayne's making it very clear that they don't try. He's leaving, and he's probably going to Chicago. So they did what they had to do. Exactly, Pat they, Riley. They did what they had to do, bro. Pat Riley does what Pat Riley does, and he yeah. makes it happen. So he made it happen. That's and that's a, that's another thing. Like LeBron didn't go. He didn't say I'm going to go to the number one team. Like, imagine if LeBron went to the Spurs. Well, yeah. imagine if he oh went to the Celtics. Oh my God! Imagine if he went to the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. The Spurs. The Spurs were like, yeah, the Spurs were elite. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine if he would have went. LeBron said, "I'm going to go to this team that's not as good. I'm going to go play with my best buddy, mm-hmm. who's another Hall of Fame player." Yeah. And Dwayne Wade. Oh, Chris Bosh, you want to come too? Okay, cool. Let's win a championship or two. Which is exactly what they did. So kudos to that. But I just feel like if I had to look at who won basketball, it was a little bit of LeBron and KD. But I would lean more KD than LeBron. Well, and that's and, just my yeah. opinion. And I agree with that because KD went. LeBron didn't go to the Celtics. He left to go to Miami, a team that needed to keep one of their superstars, and they just added two more. And then they added some nice set pieces to it. KD left. Uh, left the number two uh, C team, number two or three C team, to go join the number one team. Bitch move. So yeah, Bitch it, move. I like, agree with it that. It just pisses me off. Like even so, and I'm not even a Thunder fan, and I was like really upset for you guys. And that just shows a, a LeBron's greatness too. Even though I know he gets a lot of hate, bro. For Kevin Durant to feel like he has to go join the, the best team to get through LeBron. What's yeah. the deal with this happening to our team, Sam? I mean, you think of the craziest thing in NBA, essentially, in free agency. Kevin Durant leaves our team to go to the Hatred Warriors. Yeah. Then you got Lincoln Riley doing something that's never happened in the history of college football, where you make such a weird lateral move like he does there to where it's like, 
that's just, it's just crazy. And yeah, and they both end up being California teams too. I don't know. It's obviously it's because it's Oklahoma, bro. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, all, I get why it is. is. I'm just saying, yeah. what are the odds? Those those are the two biggest. That's the biggest thing in college football history for a coach to what they what he did. And it's funny that we it's talked about happened. that one biggest episode thing in college football it's history. Never happened. And then well, it's it's, the it never happened until about an hour into our podcast, and then Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame to go to LSU. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so crazy. it had it, it didn't happen before that, but. What you normally you don't see a coach, a top coach, leave a blue blood school to go to another one. So that just that never happens. Yeah, and it's, I just feel like it's location, man. Like to be honest with you, if Oklahoma had a fucking beach, yeah, I guarantee well, you nobody's I, leaving. I, I, I get, so. Yeah, no, I, I get it. It's just it's a weird. I don't know, it's just crazy that both those things have happened, and they were both holiday weekends too. First. KD was on July 4th, and then Lincoln was on Thanksgiving weekend. It was like, my God, my holidays are ruined. Yeah. Well, you know. I know Preston wanted to rage. Oh, dude. If we could tell you, the Kevin, I'll never forget. I got that freaking, like, uh, notification on my phone that he was leaving. And, I mean, I got up, and I went and grabbed my jerseys and shirts and everything, and I was throwing them at the wall. And about to set that shit on the wall. By the way. sat behind the bed until I moved. <laughs> by the way, I, you know, I understand fans being pissed. There's nothing more stupid in sports than watching fans burn jerseys. A former, a for, I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, you, you they got your money. You paid for them, unless you paid cheaply for the China stuff. But they got your money, and you're just burning it? I mean, I don't know. I, just I, take it to goodwill. Yeah, but the Kevin Durant situation, I could do that. I, I, most times, if a guy's just leaving, eh. The Kevin Durant situation's different. I, I would have burned one if I'd, if I'd had the stuff. The Kevin Durant, the, honestly, I want, I want, do you, how do you guys feel? Is it the biggest... Bitch move in sports. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because of the circumstances. And, so, and, and because of that, and because of that is the reason why I lean more towards Kevin Durant being uh, ruined basketball more so than. But most of the time, and it's the same way with Riley. I have no problem with guys leaving. Now, I mean, going to a team that just beat you, I have a problem with. But say Kevin went to the Celtics. I know the Celtics were courting him pretty hard uh, during that free agency. Oh, Durant. Okay. Yeah, Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. They were recording pretty hard. If he would have left to go to Boston, I'd be like, okay. I mean, you know, yeah. it is what it is. Well, if, we if he would have left to go to the Knicks, I know the Knicks was a yeah. Big. And we, if he did that, I, I get it. He was going to check out things for free agency. I, I knew there was a chance. He I could thought leave. he was coming back. I, well, uh, most then, people then all did. Of a they started saying that. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Horford. Horford. Yeah, um, Al Horford. Al Horford. They're saying that he might come to the Thunder because of Durant. And I was like, "Oh crap!" Like all of a sudden, you start thinking that could be nice. That, that could this could be a, that what gets us over the hump here and all that. Then all of a sudden, that doesn't happen, and he leaves, and you're just like, "Oh man!" Like to go to the t- team that you literally had down three to two, and if they had played better in Game Six instead of turning the ball over in the last five minutes, you win that game, and you're probably going to go win the championship. I mean, it's just I, I don't know. It, it's crazy. It's the biggest betrayal. I think in yeah in sports history, and it's it's just, it just sucks that you guys like the passion that Oklahoma has for his teams, bro. If if there was just more to do for these players that's making millions of dollars, like it's just man, I don't, you know, you guys to, deserve somebody who wants to be committed to me. To your what team. seems silly uh, to me is like 
during the year, during, you know, uh, let's say during an NBA season, you're traveling anyway. It's not like you're just stuck in Oklahoma. And then when the off season hits, go live in any other state. I don't care. Go, go live in California. Go live in Florida. Do whatever. And then guess what? By the time your career's over and you're 40, or, or you know, that's being generous even, and you've made all that money, go do whatever you want in another state. Like I don't understand why it's such a hard thing for a sports or an athlete still to live here during their career 41 games out of the year though at in your in this city so it's just you're still here a lot um but i i understand for me i love oklahoma coming from a big city myself i love oklahoma dude it's just it's so easy here like just the people are super nice. Everybody cares. Like if you're, you're if you're, if you're Oklahoma, like if you're base. Oklahoma, you're Oklahoma. Like yeah. you will forever be embedded. Like no matter what you do, if you do great for this this state or the city, like you're gonna be loved forever. Jason, <clears throat> no, Jason White is out here making a shit ton of money just because he won the Heisman in Oklahoma. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you were forever loved. Billy Sims. I yeah. mean, like so he's it's got just a new like, restaurant popping up everywhere. Exactly. Like, like you know they I mean? will support you to the utmost. You know, I think Kevin Durant's restaurant when he had it over in Bricktown at one point was like busy all the time, and then all of a sudden. They changed that shit to like a Ruby Tuesday or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's just like yeah, you got shut it's down just real like, bro, quick. Like, real be with your quick. city, be down for your city, man. But you know, it's hard when you're a competitor and you're trying to do the thing that Dame Little is doing. It just doesn't always work out, and you know these small markets. So, but you know, that's all I have for basketball. Yeah. So yeah. go ahead, Philly, and uh, hit us with this this quick little uh, entertainment. Oh, so, I just I mean, not really much. Uh, I mean, we're going to allude to more on Thursday, so just kind of short. I mean, the one thing is I do have another movie review. I did watch the new uh, Netflix movie, Don't Look Up, mm, by, Adam Mc- by Adam McKay. Uh, it's The lineup is – the cast is insane. DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, Timothy Chalamet. I mean, just a bunch of A-list superstars in it. And uh, going into it, I, the reviews – weren't very kind to it for a cast like that and Adam McKay now I know Adam McKay can turn some people off he's got a bit of an ego and he can be very cynical and stuff so it can be up and down with him and then but this cast I mean this cast is, is awesome and some of those reviews I was reading there talking about him being miscasting in certain spots mainly the main guy DiCaprio but overall watching it it was an enjoyable movie it's a satire obviously it, it pokes fun at American politics how we handle certain uh, social issues, uh, they, but did it in kind of a interesting way. Uh, the cast is good. The Capro is not bad. You could definitely see that if it could be almost like set to a, of another actor, uh, a la like a former uh, Adam McKay uh, partner, Will Ferrell. This would have been because it's a lot of screaming for DiCaprio. I don't know if I've ever seen him scream this much in a movie, but he was great. I mean, he did it well. Uh, I think the real star of the movie was actually Jennifer Lawrence. I thought she's awesome. Uh, she it would be, she does drama and comedy really well. It's not to say Caprio doesn't. If anybody who's watched Wolf of Wall Street knows that he can. But she she handles it with such ease, and she can play both sides of it. And her character's wild. I mean, she's crazy. Uh, but she also was kind of relatable to see that people how 
watching how American politics sometimes act about certain stuff, you just want to pull your hair out. Um, Meryl Streep was okay. She wasn't bad. Plays as the president in the movie. Jonah Hill was pretty fucking annoying. Uh, I like Jonah Hill, but his character was just super fucking annoying. You just wanted to see his ass get beat a couple times. Um, but overall, the the movie was good. It was entertaining. I recommend people seeing it. Like I said, it's on Netflix, so it's accessible. I probably give it three and a half out of five stars. I mean, it's a good time. Wow. I probably got, okay. probably could have cut a, a few minutes out of it, but overall, I thought it was an enjoyable watch for this holiday weekend. And of course, if you got nothing else to watch. You know, I, I definitely would recommend uh, turning it on and just giving it a go. Cool. I'm gonna watch it. I I wanted to watch it. I've seen all these reviews, everyone hating on it, so I'm, I'm interested to watch it myself and see what I think. So, um, Antoine, you got anything else you want to add? Uh, no, man, I'm just ready for this Thursday episode. Though. I know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. listen, guys, look. if you made it to this point in this episode, tune in for Thursday. Thursday's going to be a lot of fun. We're like Don't to say, judge we're, us. We've got a lot of things that we're going <laughs> to talk about, but we're going to be drinking and uh, playing some short bus during it. It's gonna be fun time, man. So we'll uh, we'll get that all set up, and yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a good time. But other than that, that's all we got for this episode. So thanks for tuning in. Please follow us on social media. Keep up with us because we're posting a lot of stuff on there, uh, trying to keep uh, you know some funny things and keep you in the know. Uh, but overall, man, um, you guys take care, okay. and uh, we will uh, see you next episode. We out, chitty chitty bang bang. See you guys.